And you see, it's Rebecca Vardy's account. Oh, 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 Nolan for Batman. The petition begins here. She's the world's greatest detective. (laughs) Sorry, I got to that laugh loop off. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to keep a laughing bag of that in your pocket. I watched Batman 89 again the other day. Surely you should be watching it every day. What's wrong with you? It's so good. Isn't so it? good. It is so freaking Like nearly good. everything that comes out of Jack Nicholson's mouth, was, I was just grinning from ear to ear. I am the world's first fully functioning homicidal artist. I get a grin again, again. and again. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it was a it was a great way to watch. <laughs> it's going to be a hot time in the old town it, tonight. Oh god, I've started him up. It was going to be a great. It's a great way to to wash the taste of Joker out of my brain. Um... <laughs> You know, it tastes bad when it creeps up to the upper echelons of your skull. Yes, indeed. Um, Speaking of creeping into the upper echelons of your skull, boys hi. and girls, hi. You're listening to The Big Damn Cast. I am Christopher, still don't feel clean, Johnson. I am tired of this bullshit. New name? <laughs> New name. New name, full on. New wow. name. Well, do you know what? Do you know, it's a shame. Because we've got a lot more bullshit to offer. So much bullshit in today's episode. And every day, over on Discord. And to join the Discord, you need to hit patreon.com slash bigdamncast and pay as little as $1 a month. That's like 60p. 60 freaking P! And you can join us in the Discord to talk nerdy news, geeky gossip, and a lot of other shit. Right now, we're talking about Redacted. You want to know what I'm talking about? Pay a dollar. Join the Discord. Pay a dollar. You support the show and you let us make more stuff, including... Oh, by the time this is out, it'll be available for patrons, won't it? Um, including yes. our commentary, our video commentary. Yes. The second in a complete new run for Blink. So if you enjoyed the Doctor Who Roundup episodes the other week and you want to hear us blow by blow Blink as it goes by, you want to hear us blow Blink. Oh, God. Then, uh, which is, it's hard to blow a weeping angel. Um... You just gotta keep your eyes closed. Yeah. Ooh. That's all it is. Go to patreon.com slash bigdamncast and have a little look at our upper tiers. You'll be able to watch that commentary, that video commentary, alongside your own copy of Blink. Uh this week, as of now. As of the time you're mm. hearing this, it's available to you patrons. So get over mm-hmm. on there and have a little look at it. And if you mm-hmm. want to know what video commentaries are like, we've got a sample on the Big Damn channel on YouTube of a Joker one. We did a Joker one for Be a Clown from Batman Animated Joker. Series. Joker! If you fancy feature length, go back two years. We did Amazing Spider-Man 2 and had an absolute blast. Yeah, it's so, um, yeah. $5 and above patrons, so the top two tiers. Yeah, get that those video like, commentaries. That's like £3.80 a month and you can get hold of commentaries. And, and we're going to be releasing commentaries intermittently over a period of time. Yeah. So you could be in up in that piece. And if, you, if, if you're a 5 or $10 patron, you're going to get them three months. Three months before anyone else. As well as getting the uh, video early access that you get in the $3 and above tiers. So you're going to get Big Damn Love's couple of days for the rest of the public gets them. You're going hey, to be swimming go, in vids. Go higher up and you can decide what we watch in upcoming polls. You're going so, to be swimming in vids. Just saying, you have control and you are supporting two big damn lads you who are very, very grateful. Have. If you can't financially support the show, don't worry about it. 
you can support us another way by spreading the word. Let people know about the Patreon, and uh, you will you'll get our love and gratitude for free. Put the word on toast. Toast. <laughs> Derek sibling gave the finest King Lear this no, cat's ever. Not seen. doing it. Not doing it. <laughs> not doing it. All right. So I better. Well, all right. So as far as this advert's concerned, let's say. No. Oh, he's not going to do a clap. It. I'm Never not doing mind. It. it doesn't work. Will you at least clap it your booty? It does boot? not work in, in audio? an audio format because it's a visual gag, Chris. Will you at least clap your booty for the listeners? Well, maybe if you look at the end of the show. Hey, um, speaking of arseholes. Um, no. What's in today's news? I don't know if the segue works. What's today's episode about, son? It doesn't because the first topic we've got up is uh, <laughs> Kevin Feige. <laughs> famously not an arsehole. Unless you um, work at Sony. Well, yeah. Um, there's been a bit of a restructuring at Marvel. And, here's the thing, right? Kevin Feige has been given a new position. A oh, new position. He, he's, he's done some further reading in the production not, Kama Sutra. Not content with, you know, masterminding the MCU. <laughs> no, at least directing it. At least steering it in the right direction. At least, at least uh, punting they've the just, MCU down the, down the canals of dr- dreams. They've just given him the keys to the whole kingdom. What? He can open Disney World early? So, well, I suppose. <laughs> I'm Kevin Fuji. Marvel Studios president, Kevin Feige, is now Marvel's chief creative officer. Which means Marvel Television, Marvel Family Entertainment, and also, of course, Marvel Comics, all coming under Kevin Feige's purview. <clears throat> so hang on. Hang the crack on, Bridget. Uh-huh. Does this mean that the ABC shows are finally going to actually do shit to tie into the movies a bit more? I don't know. Because now they're under his jurisdiction. I don't know. Which is the only reason they didn't tie over too much before. I guess. Um, but that also um, means that he can uh, either guide or make changes to the overall direction of the comic books. Yep. Holy crap. Dan Buckley is still Marvel Entertainment president. Um, and Joe Casada's. Uh, is still a creative lead. Okay, so but, those guys are shepherding the comic books and all the comic book relevant spin-off media like the web presence yeah. and, and all that stuff. Okay, But when it comes to editorial content, instead of uh, reporting to Marvel chairman Ike Permutter, yeah, they will now report to Feige. Good. That's awesome. They still Buckley still reports to Permutter in regards to merchandising, publishing operations, sales, licensing. <laughs> so basically the money. And apparently video games. Oh. But Feige now has more control over what actually happens in Disney's Disney's in Marvel's comics. Okay. So I don't hate there that. There we go. And I'll tell you for why. <clears throat> the guy clearly has an understanding of that world, so much so that he translated it beautifully to film. But he knows what works. You yeah. Know? Um as long as he as long as the comics don't just become an uh, running alongside the movies kind of clone experiment. What they tend to have been... Because they, whenever they do do that to sell issues by making sure the stories for certain characters have elements of something that people recognise to be on the posters and trailers of upcoming movies, mm. very rarely does it give us really good entertainment. See Civil War 2, for example. Mm. Um, sometimes it works. Like, Spider-Man Back in Black, Spider-Man 3 came out, so they were like, we need him in the black suit! Why? Oh, I guess that film's coming out. Right, well, we won't put him in the symbiote. 
but we'll put him in a black costume and we'll use the current ongoing story to necessitate a reason why he would be going a bit more like hardcore and well, wanting to change his look a bit. See, what's been interesting <clears throat> that uh, the comics have been doing more and more since the success of the MCU is they're basically using the comics as a test bed for ideas. Yeah. And just throwing oh, stuff yeah, out yeah. there, seeing what people respond to, and then that stuff gets incorporated into the movies later on. Which I don't um, mind there, because at least in that way, the the authors of the respect the, the respective books have their say in the story they tell. They're just sort of yeah. given a hey, could you try putting more of this in? Could you try doing a bit more with these characters? Yeah, because the comics tend to seem to be moving away from <laughs> you know one creative team staying on a title for long, long periods of time, and more like okay, we're going to get these people in to do their take on this character, and then two, three years they'll do that, and then another creative team will come on and do their version of the character. So you do, I know we, you've expressed frustration before at the amount of new number ones there are and such like that and yeah. how many times the numbers restart, but it gives it a more sort of episodic structure to the whole, to the ongoing Marvel narrative, which narrative, narrative which helps, I, in a way I think it helps bring people in. You can be like, oh, why don't you go read some Thor? I don't know what Thor to read. Well, uh... Don't start at number one. <laughs> don't go back to six three. Um, you can do the JMS run, or you can jump in and do the. Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't recommend Jason starting Aaron with run. Matt for action, but yeah, like no. JMS or Jason Aaron. Um, um, and then Jason Aaron's take uh, is bowing out uh, early this early next year, and I'm someone full. else is taking over. My only real continuous bugbear with all that is I just wish they'd release them as like 2019 issue six. Do you know what I mean? Like so, so when yeah. you're collecting them, when you're following them, it's easier to know where what follows when. That's my only bugbear. I think if you are collecting <laughs> them, there are plenty of resources online that will point you in that right direction. Oh, true, but like, you, you know, have to. Even like, the trades are a little bit kerfuffly when you. I mean, I, I've been re, I've been rereading Amazing Spider-Man um, of last year or so, and and I'm now I'm now into Brand New Day, and even a few issues way back before that like it went from being spider-man volume 2 um issue like 30 or something during the jms run pulling numbers out of my ass but it was that kind of thing and then the yeah. next issue was suddenly issue 542 and it's like wait what because they've gone back to like the original numbering they like, do, what they, is they, happening they do it at milestone <laughs> issues so they went from like issue 53 or something to issue 500 yeah um, because they they've always done it for milestones. Oh, um, but but like separate for in separate books. So the only way you can see on the trades what where uh, for a lot of trades where you're up to is at the on the back cover. There's a little caption that says collect issues blah 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 yeah, blah, yeah. blah. So if one of them's like collect issues da 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 to thirty five, and then the next trade is collect issues five hundred to blah blah blah, like if you are just looking in the shops trying to pick the book to read... You well, apart from the it. fact that the Happy Birthday trade, <laughs> trade is the one that collects issue 500 and it's in the middle of a storyline, so it's collects oh, issues... One, yeah. da, 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 da. So that's not usually a problem because those milestone issues tend to be in the middle as like climaxes to big storylines. And now they've got the Marvel Legacy climax. numbering on the single issues. So all the single issues for all the series have their actual numbering and then they have the Legacy numbering as well. So like the X-Men number one that's coming out I think this week or next week, the Jonathan Hickman one is like Legacy 676 or whatever. I'm really interested to see what he does with X. I've read a bit of Powers of X and House of X, and he's doing some interesting stuff. Mm. Interesting stuff. I need to finish him. I just, I'm looking forward to seeing what Mr. Developed Lore and, and Big Build Up does with essentially Marvel's soap opera book. Well, he set out his. He set out his stall 
pretty fucking well in the first couple of issues each of Powers of, Powers of X and House of X. So, yeah, it's going to go places. <laughs> um, now, Kevin Feige will have some say in that. Yeah. I think this means a reduced um, amount of Feige in terms of direct production and oversight on the ongoing MCU. Yeah, I think he's I'm just the oversight guy. With, I'm kind of fine with, because it means that we can set a tone under some new direct stewardship and see what that's going to be like going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but he still has a say in it, <clears throat> which is, you know, is ultimately a good thing. The guy's been the architect of the biggest film franchise experiment ever, and it has paid off. Mostly because he's made sure they've delivered entertaining some, yeah. quality stories about characters. That Absolutely. We like. So it'll be nice to see what happens whilst he collaborates. It's almost like the whole Sony thing. Like it'd be nice. I'd, I'd feel more assured if I knew that he had a bit of a hand in what they're planning for their weird Spidey spin-offs, for yeah. example. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, we'll find out more about that, and we'll see how this whole thing develops as we go on. In terms of upcoming MCU projects, um, well, we know that Deadpool's going to join the MCU. There was a tweet recently that um, of uh, Ryan Reynolds visiting. It, it, it has been suggested now more mm. than ever before. Yeah, he he, 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 I think the tweet was something like just popping in or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I know he said, I just auditioned for the role of Anthony Stark. I hope I get it. And he stood in front of the Marvel Studios plaque in, in arguably either their offices or their lobby. So it's like, he He's just had a meeting yeah. with Disney. Okay. Um, um, and Deadpool is the one character from all the other studio franchises where I can conceivably see it working because his take on the X-Men is self-contained. Yeah. But if they, of course move him over, I imagine they would leave behind Colossus Negasonic, for example, and they'd have him do something different. You could still have that cable. Absolutely, if you wanted to. You could still have that domino. Um, yeah. Just when another other X-Men characters inevitably rock up, you can have Deadpool refer to the fact that, pretty sure you guys have a different illustrator, or something like that. You yeah. can totally do that. Yeah. Because he's Deadpool. Well, you just don't call the next movie Deadpool 3. Well, uh, Rhett Reese and Paul Winnick, Paul Winnick, uh, are out doing the press for Zombieland Double Tap. Yes, and of course they're the Deadpool writers. So, yeah, unless you watch any of the trailers or look at the posters for De- Zombieland Double Tap, in which case they are the writer of Venom, the director, uh, the writer of Deadpool, and the director of Venom. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, like, really, that's how you want to advertise Deadpool? Reese and Wernick, uh, uh, Zombieland, like Deadpool. Yes, Venom, not so much. They're, just say from the team who brought you Zombieland. They've been talking about... Um, it's the, very fondly remembered. They're just waiting the word... They're just, they're, to quote them, they're just waiting on the word from on high. Okay. There's a lot to be sorted out, like how Deadpool fits into the Marvel Universe with the other characters and into the release schedule of the MCU. Then it's, do the X-Men get in there at some point? Fantastic Four. There's a lot to be sorted out, and I think we are, we're all getting a much-needed rest from Deadpool, Ryan and us and everybody. <clears throat> um... But then they go on to say, the promise is that there will be more Deadpool. He will live in the R-rated universe that we've created and hopefully he'll be allowed to play a little bit in the MCU sandbox and incorporate him into that. We've just got to land on the right idea and once we do, I think we'll be off to the races. We wake up thinking about Deadpool, we go to sleep thinking about Deadpool, so there will be another Deadpool and we just have to make it the right way. But then they also go on to say that they've not actually pitched anything specific to Marvel yet. They've kind of got ideas bouncing around, but they've not got a proper pitch together. Uh, it's not something they've really thought about. They kind of put it on hold themselves. Mm. Well, they've been concentrating elsewhere, really, haven't they? Well, yeah, it was also coming out of Deadpool 2, they knew that the merger was going to happen, but it was going to happen over the course of a year, a year and a half. 
This is probably why. In... This is probably why the 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 heavily rumored X Force movie that was going to be the follow up yeah, to yeah. Two has disappeared completely. Um, probably because that was Fox trying to sort of go, huh? Uh, yeah, come on, uh, we can we can if we get that ball rolling. But it's like, guys, you would you were about to be bought. Like, it's, yeah. don't don't be making plans. Um, they mentioned that they wanted they were looking forward to trying to get Deadpool going head to head with uh, Chris Evans' Captain America. But obviously he's not doing that anymore, so yeah. that's out of the cover. But they also mentioned Spider-Man as a character they'd like to get to play with a little bit. I don't want that um, to happen. I know it works well in the comics, especially it's, in its, it's own contained series. It's probably going to happen. But... but I don't want the biggest kid-friendly character of the franchise to yeah. cross over with the R-rated character. I just... Yeah. No thanks. But they're, they're kind of talking about how you kind of need a Colossus kind of character for Deadpool to play off, and they were hoping to do that with Captain America. But... Well, I mean, you still could do that good to fit. a degree. You could still just straight up do Colossus like that Vision. Vision. Oh, I know Vision's gone, but you could totally play Vision off against Deadpool. Vision's coming back. Somehow, probably. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Or dares um, to dream! Also, on the uh, press circuit for Zombieland Double Tap, we've got Ruben Fleischer, mm-hmm. director of Zombieland and Venom. Director of Venom. And he's got a bit of advice for Andy Serkis, who's, who's taking over Venom, Venom 2. 2 yeah. um, and working on the script with Tom Hardy. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Tom Hardy's working on the script. Um, and not only is Ruben Fleischer looking forward to seeing Woody Harrelson gets cut loose as... Uh, <laughs> as Cletus Cassidy. Because, um, you know, we're, we're getting we're getting carnage. That's what's going to happen. Um, you know why? What, what was the film Woody Harrelson was in, in the early 90s? Was he in Henry? Or was he in? Uh, um, uh, or was he in? He was in. He was Natural in a serial killer. Natural born killers. That's the Henry Portrait serial killer was Rooker, wasn't it? I have no fucking idea. Right. So, um, Harrelson was in Natural born killers. Really popular movie. He plays a murderer. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee the only reason Woody Harrelson is Carnage is because Avi Arad saw that movie at that time when these characters were big and went, that is our carnage. And like Venom, he's held on to it this entire time. No, the reason we got... Even though Woody Harrelson is now, no apologies to Woody Harrelson, way older than someone playing carnage should be if you want the longevity of that part to continue. The reason we got Woody Harrelson as Cletus Cassidy in Venom is because Ruben Fleischer knows him from doing Zombieland with him and offered him a cameo. But he's also been uh, attached to that part since the mid-90s. It's been him, Jim Carrey, and there's someone else and it's passing me by at this moment. But those are the guys who've always been like attached to be playing Carnage at some hmm. point. I don't... <clears throat> I'd buy Carrey, weirdly. I'd probably buy Carrey even more now as well. <clears throat> yeah. Because he's, he's, he, he can play sort of that weirdly unhinged thing. that But his his kind of bursts of energy still give off that illusion that well, maybe this would be a serial killer who's still stuck in his youthful You know, we've still got Sonic days. to look forward to for a Jim Carrey performance. I'm not going to do a story on this, but we've seen the leaked images of the yeah, Sonic. Yeah, it just looks like the game Sonic, and as a result, does look better. It's not going to be a good movie, guys. Nope, nope. No, 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 no. I just hope that the artists the put through that crunch have been paid a yeah. lot of money for yeah. their troubles, but we know they won't have been, because this business sucks. The industry has problems it's with labour. but not in a fun um, way. But yes, Ruben Fleischer has some advice for Andy Serkis, and this, I think, this sheds some light on the way Ruben Fleischer approached the first film. Which, for the record, we were not fans of. Um, He says... <laughs> I think the key 
I think... <laughs> How do you spell that? I think the key to the first movie was just finding the tone. <laughs> and, and allowing the room for the humour. And you know, at its core, the movie's a buddy comedy between the two of them. And so hopefully, that's what they lean into. <laughs> On my planet, I was kind of a loser, like, like you. you. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> so that's... That explains a lot about how Venom worked. <laughs> Amy Pascal has been pushing again this week a bit more on the notion that, well, yes, we do intend for Tom Holland and Spider-Man to cross over with Venom at some point. And I'm like, oh, for God's sake. But I... Uh, oh, God. Even, oh, Jesus Christ. Even, even with oh, how Christ, kind no. of like inexperienced that Spidey is, I don't fear for that Spider-Man, that version of Spider-Man's life against Venom at all. I think he'd deck this version of Venom out oh, yeah. so easily. Which removes part of what's interesting about their dynamic. The idea that when Venom rocks up, it's like, oh, Spidey can deal with bad guys all the time. What the hell is this? Serious business, yeah. Oh my god. Like, I'm just, yeah, just, ugh. Yuck, 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 yuck. Colour me uninterested. Yeah, bap, 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 wince. Boom. Um, so Disney Plus is is coming. And we're going to get into Hard. more. Yes. We're going to get into more about just exactly what is coming on Disney Plus. Four on in the billion show. movies from the mid-70s you've just it it's a list we're gonna get there <laughs> it's a list That's also the best way to describe it. also a, a big old twitter flex but we'll get there um <laughs> is it count as a flex if every other thing makes mm. you go what huh? Huh? i think it's more of a flex in the sense that there's just so much of it uh, then, well with some significant gaps but we'll get again into we'll that. get we'll get there we'll get um, right on into that sonny jim laddie boy mm-hmm. so we know that they're with that they're doing a Cassian Andor Disney Plus series because everyone's favorite up. character from Rogue One was Cassian and Andor. Andor. Was it? No. No. Um, everyone's favorite character from Rogue One was K two S O. It w- it was going to be in Cassian Andor. No, it was Borkalik. <laughs> we won. <laughs> we won. We won. Softcore tentacle yeah. porn on Disney um, Plus. <laughs> so. So well, that's the title of the episode. <laughs> <sighs> Jesus Christ! So, um, oh it's going to be going into production soon. This Cassian Andor series, and it's going to be all about the early days of the rebellion and all that goodness. Because in the galaxy of Star Wars, only one significant event has ever happened. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tony Gilroy, who rescued, quote unquote, rescued, uh, more or less in his own words. Uh, the ro- the production of Rogue One um, headed the reshoots and restructured the story. He's coming back to write and direct at least the pilot of this Cassian Andor series, um, and do some and you know do some work on that because you see Matt, which he had a strike of pure inspiration and knew that only well, he was the one who could shepherd this epic tale of... It was the paycheck. He's, well, well him money. when previously asked about doing more Star Wars, he said, and I quote, No, I don't like it. It doesn't appeal to me. Um, so he's going there again, and then you got you look at what he was talking about, uh, the way he was talking about Rogue One. It's like, I've never been interested in Star Wars ever, so I have no reverence for it whatsoever. I was unafraid of that. And then talking about the production team... They were in such a swamp. They were just in terrible, terrible trouble, and all you could do was improve their position. Jesus like, Christ! He's talked so much shit about that production. Um, 
and Gareth Edwards' work on it, but and how he just isn't interested in Star Wars at all. But now he's coming back to do like the backstory of a minor character, which is also getting a series and. Like, hey, but do you remember when he sure. shot Daniel Mays in that alley? He did shoot Daniel Mays in an alley. Yeah. Um. So you know, uh, I bet it's either a panic move from somebody within production who's like, "Will he fix Rogue One? He should. He should have a say in this." Or it's a demand of Diego Luna. He's like, "I like working with him on the reshoots. I want him to set a tone." You think Diego Luna's got that much power? I mean, he must have some sway if they decided he was the character they absolutely had to give a spin-off to. I know that I know that they really sort of underutilized Felicity Jones in that movie in a way where she just came across as like, all right, okay. Mm. But like I would rather watch a story of Jin Erso in like the preceding three or four years before the events of Rogue One finding out how much of an apparent anarchist she's been. Like that would be more interesting to me if you were gonna spin out of Rogue One. Like, here's here's why Jyn Erso was imprisoned when we caught up with her after the prologue. Like, she's an absolute vagabond, and here she is on a bunch of missions where she's causing shit. And... Jyn Erso, she's a rebel. She rebels. Oh, God. I like Rogue One. I, I admire the balls on them for going, hey, let's tell a story for children and then kill everyone. But... I just didn't care about any of the characters by the time they died. I was sort of like I sort of liked um oh God, what was Riz Ahmed's character called? Bodhi. Bodhi, yeah. I kinda the, uh, liked Bodhi because you sort of felt bad for him that he wanted to do good and get away from everything. And then just gets dragged into this. I guess dragged mess. Into, like so so they made you sympathise with him a bit. And I I think we all kind of liked um uh was it Chimra and Baze a little yeah. bit. Because just their natural chemistry on screen was like, oh, these guys seem fun. But I wasn't invested in anybody. <laughs> I wasn't heavily invested in a single damn character. No, I guess. So the notion of a spin-off from it does not get me remotely excited at all. Unless you were like, Jyn Erso's an anarchist. Here's a spin-off telling the story of her being an anarchist. Well, doing shit. I don't think it gets Tony Gilroy particularly excited because from the sounds of him, nothing does. Isn't it weird that um, we're getting Star Wars news nowadays and most of it usually makes us go, so we'll see, I guess. We'll see. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars makes Star us go, Wars. oh, I'll see. Do you know what news made me go, oh, okay, I'm happy with this, though. Yes, the one I'm about to talk about. Absolutely, Sonny Jim Laddie Boy. We've got some casting news for Matt Reeves' The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson. As The, the Batman. Batman. Um, <clears throat> Zoe Kravitz is Selena Kyle. I'm very happy about this. Mm. Zoe Kravitz is pretty damn great. She is pretty mm. dumb, but she's consistently good in stuff she's in. And she also has been Catwoman before in Lego Batman. She was the voice of Catwoman. Obviously, if that was more of like a cameo kind of thing, because all the villains in that bar, the Joker, were more just sort of cameos. Yes. But she was cast probably off of the back of the fact that like Billy Dee Williams before her nearly being Two-Face, yeah. she was nearly Catwoman in The Dark Knight Rises. There was horrible, creepy press at the time revealing that she was told by casting agents on that movie the reason she didn't get the part was she was, quote, too urban for it. Which is, which is usually white person speak for 
you're too black, but we don't want to sound racist. Yeah. yeah. Which is, you know, that whole situation's bullshit. Like, that, what, fuck. Oh, you're Just too, another reason to dislike urban. The Dark Knight Rises, basically. Urban. Just another reason to dislike it. Yeah. yeah. The role, of course, in the end went to Anne Hathaway utilising, I assume, the pre-production prep that she had been doing a few years prior for Spider-Man 4, where she was going to play Black Cat. Slash the Vultress. Yeah. Um, it's weird to think Catwoman is sort of this handed around character instead of something that is properly celebrated and focused on. Because she's, she's an icon. Like, Catwoman is a comic book icon. She's one of the very few sort of female comic book characters that has punctured the, pul- the pop culture zeitgeist in a way that people who don't read comic books go, Oh, I love Catwoman. Catwoman's great. Mm. Um... And it's great that she finally gets a chance to shine. Also, bisexuals unite, motherfucker. <laughs> like, we are getting some wonderful representation across the casting of this movie. I'm so happy And it for now you. expands. Um, it now expands as well because we, we now know a few of the characters in it for sure. We know Batman. Batman's in it, obviously. We yep. know Catwoman is in it. Jeffrey Wright has been confirmed as Commissioner, Commissioner Gordon. Gordon. And Jonah Hill is in talks to play a villain. Um, everyone immediately leapt on the penguin, and it was like, "That's unfair." You're just saying that because he's a he's usually a very portly gentleman. Yeah, usually not always. He, he yo-yos like crazy for yeah, roles. Yeah, um, yeah. In a way that is like almost more impressive than Christian Bale's bullshit. It's alarming. Jonah Hill is not going like, "Look at me, guys." Um, yeah. But I think it is the penguin, based off of the fact that Matt Reeves allegedly requested during the pre-production on Birds of Prey that they change their villain to Black Mask. From the Penguin. Oh. We covered this about a year and a half yes. ago. Um, because he had ideas to possibly use the Penguin. And at this point, they didn't know whether or not the continuity would be a shared continuity. Because this was back when uh, Affleck was still attached to starring in it. Yeah. This is after he'd given up directing it, but was going to still star in it. Well, that might have that might have fallen apart then. I've heard True, the riddle. but I wouldn't be surprised because he wouldn't want two movies within such close proximity that feature the same villain. Mm. <laughs> Joker films. Um, I've heard the Riddler too, but I, I, mm. the Riddler's amazing if done right. I don't think you do Riddler on your first serving. I think I think you use some some more of the the goodwill of the Batman film franchise. And Penguin is definitely still something that is fondly remembered by people who love Batman movies. Do you know what I mean? Like people, but you say name a villain from a Batman movie. People can name Joker's left, right, yeah. and center. But I'd say Catwoman and Penguin are the two that they would immediately go to next. As like, oh yeah, there was Catwoman and Penguin. They've been in a Batman film. Hmm. And then probably Bane after that. Um, despite, of course, the entertaining job done by Jim Carrey in Batman Forever. <laughs> and of course, the greatness of the original freaking villains team up of Batman 66. Yes. Uh, this does further confirm, uh, now that we know Catwoman is also part of it, that this may or may not be a loose adaptation of Arkham Asylum which they have talked about uh, previously over the last few months, that it'll be taking inspiration from The Long Halloween and The Serious House and Serious Earth, Arkham Asylum, um, in that yeah, okay. Batman, Batman will face off against multiple foes throughout the course of the movie. So it's not a villain jamboree, more as a more of a, an Alice in Wonderland kind of, and then this happens, and you know then this I, happens. You know, I really hope it's not what? another origin of Batman story. Same. Do an 89. He should be Batman already. Allude to it. Yeah. Allude to it. That's what one of the things I love about 89 is it isn't about Batman, which is a weird thing to say. What I love about 89 is its its main characters 
character duty is split between Jack Napier yeah. and Vicky Vale. So we learn about Batman the exact same way and at the exact same time as our intrepid reporter and our villain. And that's kind of fucking cool in that movie. We now know, obviously, in retrospect, it's because Tim Burton just wasn't interested in Batman. No, no. It's like, oh, okay. Um, And some would say it's a flaw with that movie. Batman fans, there are those who hate that film because it doesn't focus on Batman, but... You know, it's Ke- brilliant. Keaton's, Keaton's so... delivery performance and the style of the film, the visual look of the film, sells it so well that it's fondly remembered by the rest of the fan base. And I think you can do the same with Robert Pattinson. Leave, leave, leave the key events of Batman's life at the door. Let the weirdness of Robert Pattinson deliver what we need to see and build that Batman. And that way, you can showcase other villains and, and indulge in them. I'll be up for that. I'm up for that. I'm up for that quite a bit. By so we Jingo. will see. We will see what um, we'll see what it brings us, won't we? Yeah. Leave the Joker out of it as well. Oh please. Save the Joker for a, a second or third film. Or just don't. No, definitely do it. If you're gonna, if you are going to do a Batman series, it would be odd if after like three or four films they never used the Joker and then that series ends. It would feel weird. Like the the, jo- the Joker is so much a part of of Batman. Like, but prioritize other stuff first, so we can see things we've not seen or not seen done well in a long time. Give us Robin for fuck's sake. Oh. Give us Robin. Uh, yeah, okay. Give us mm. Robin. Don't do Robin's origin. Just have him already be there in a yeah. film. Just do it. Unless Please. you do the first film is Long Halloween and the second film is Dark Victory. Mm, again, I don't want them to adapt them directly. No, but loosely. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. I think you have to lo- loosely. You can't do them directly. Um, so. I'll do Dark Knight Rises and combine like eight different graphic novels by just nicking bits of them. Yeah, and it ends up a mess. Here's the cult. Uh, Here's No Man's Land. Here's Nightfall. It's like, oh, for God's sake. Fantastic. Here's Head of the Demon. It's just like, oh, for God's sake. Head of your demon. Hey! hey! So here's Bane, Vengeance, the one shot issue. You are <laughs> drunk. Not anymore. You don't drink anymore. True. You are the star. Yes. Of an I 11, like where this is going. Of an eleven year long franchise. Yes. You've done. Am I rich? The, the, you're very rich. You're oh. so rich. Um, you've done the some of the rich. biggest films in cinema history over the last decade of your career. Yes. After after a miraculous comeback from. Uh, drug and prison and tabloid hell and tabloid hell. That was a tough. That was a tough decade for me. Tough times. Tough times, son. Tough times at Ridgemont High. And now you've bowed out of that franchise. You've had a magnificent exit. Well, you know, it was it was a good run, but I yeah. thought now was the right time. Everybody loves you. Oh, babe. everyone loves you. Well, yeah. So you know, you you've got your chance to choose a a big project. Mm. Uh, something you know to something to really. Show off what else you can do. Something to fill the time while I wait for the threequel to that other semi-successful yeah, series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. In fact, if I could, if I could play a part where I kind of look exactly the same mm. as that series, that'd be great. Because mm. then, if if they want to start production on that like ASAP, I can just put on the other coat and well, basically be ready to go. Here's the thing: mm. as it turns out, yeah, you're Robert Downey Jr. <gasps> and the project that we're talking about, the his first big. Post MCU project. Oh yeah, is Doolittle. What? Okay, right. Okay, seems odd at first, but 
At least it's an adaptation of the very popular musical, right? Nope. Oh. Is it at least a direct sort of remake of the original film adaptations that contain that same sort of spirit of small scale, not big budget, but really charming comedic overtones? Nope. This is, is it, based on... Is it a colour palette, washed out, sepia-toned, big action-adventure blockbuster with CGI animals that are all voiced by celebrities? Yes. Oh, fuck. This is based on the novel, Hugh Lofting's second Doctor Doolittle novel, The Voyages of Doctor Doolittle. The novel is five times the length of its pre- predecessor. Jesus. Um... With obviously more animals talk at this one. Yes. <laughs> um and Oh god. Yeah, it's it's Dr. Doolittle coming out of uh retirement. It looks retirement? like Retirement? I don't know. Right, for those who don't know, for those who are literally either too young to have seen the, have seen the previous film iteration or too old to give a fuck. Um Dr. Doolittle is a veterinarian who can talk to animals. He has a gift where he can speak to animals. Whimsical, childhood, uh, um, safe storylines ensue. And in the second book, he fucks off around the world. And does other stuff around the world. Yeah. Uh, the most recent film adaptation was the late 90s Eddie Murphy star vehicle Dr. Doolittle. Which is shit. <laughs> um... It's also another one who has had a series of films within that like early 2000s sequels to shit without the original stars nonsense. So mm-hmm. go, and, go and seek that out because mm-hmm. fuck me. Um, but uh, what uh, people kind of fondly remember Dr. Doolittle, the, the Eddie Murphy one, I think simply because it was the end of the VHS generation. and It was on a lot when they were kids. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It, it's one of those, like, just shameless sort of, the fuck is this? Like, it's full of celebrity voices as the animals, and it was riding high off the success of The Nutty Professor, and it was just, it wasn't great, but people have a soft spot for it. This has got some serious fucking <clears throat> talent yeah. in it, to be fair. Oh, yeah, but it's that thing, I'm, I'm always biased when I'm like, and here's the voice cast, and it's just a massive chunk of big on-screen A-list celebrity names, because I'm like, some of them can absolutely oh, yeah. Yeah, nail yeah. it behind a microphone. But others, you know, not so much. And it, and it sucks that like that dominates a lot of the animated film landscape. Of course, it's a business. It sells films. Take a look at freaking, um, was it Smallfoot or whatever it was last year? Zendaya is Michi. But the point is... It wasn't a very good film. No, it was not. Um, as most of these usually aren't. Like, people love Madagascar. I fucking hate mm. those films. They're obnoxious. And not just the art style, the performance from our four leads. I find them really irritating and grating. Mm. Um, Disney, Disney, it's Disney's fault for this as well. Casting a Robin Williams in the 90s, they plugged it and overmarketed it and then made sure that was the formula going forwards. Look up Lindsay Ellis on YouTube. Just in general, Balls did an excellent video about that and how it led to animated films being sold off the back of the celebrity talent involved. This film looks like that has that that's its only selling point because this week we got a trailer for this and the trailer is bland and generic and boring and it, it's sort of the... Robert Downey Jr. does a weird Welsh accent. I, I don't hate that, though, as a choice. No, I think that's quite cool. Um, 
It's, it's odd. weird though. Two films, two film trailers came out this past week that were about like this is a, a studio system churning out an action adventure movie in an attempt to start a family franchise. Difference is Jungle Cruise looks fun. Oh, I completely passed by Jungle Cruise. We'll watch the trailer after this. It's okay. beautiful. Jungle okay. Cruise looks fun. It looks like they're trying to recapture the magic of the, the start of Pirates franchise. Yeah. Meets the 1990s mummy. Like is it, it, it's that kind of vibe. Like right down to The Rock basically being Brendan Fraser and Emily Blunt basically being Rachel Weisz. Is it, it going to be... <laughs> I don't know who you went ooh for, but I accept both. Both of them. Um, <laughs> is it going to be... <laughs> Is it going to be a success on the scale of the Country Bears movie? How for, dare you, for Disney? Uh, How dare for you? Disney ride-based films. How dare you? That day is tonight. <laughs> um, we'll get back to the Country Bears movie. Um, <laughs> that's not the last you've heard of it in this podcast. So yeah, Downey is Doolittle and is joined by... Well, is joined in post-production by... Well, joined, joined on camera by oh, okay. uh, Michael Sheen. Oh, uh, and Jesse Buckley playing a young Queen Victoria. Okay, I think the plot is he's got to like go we'll and go in there then. help Queen Victoria, of course, with the thing. And of only course. he can help because he talks to animals. He talks to animals, voiced by Tom Holland, Rami Malek, Emma Thompson, Ray Fiennes, Marion Cotillard, Camille Nanjiani, uh, Selena Gomez, John Cena, Carmen Adjogo, Octavia Spencer, uh, Craig Robinson, Francis de la Tour, uh, and yeah. It's a hell of a cast. <laughs> hell of a cast. It looks so cookie cutter. It does. Do you want to know what's going to make me see this, though? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. doing a Welsh accent, maybe? Do you know what else is going to make me want to go and see this? Uh, Take this I don't know. with a fist up the bum of salt. Okay. Oh, actually, no, don't. Oh, sounds okay. horrible. Well, it's not good for my hemorrhoids. Over on Reddit, after the trailer dropped, okay. a user named Goofyface who claims to have been part of the original CGI and effects team that worked on this project. My name is this has Goofy been, Face. This has I been in and out of production think. hell for about a year. Okay, okay. Mostly on the post. Like, Downey Jr., when we, when we say Downey Jr. filmed his parts of this like two years ago, that's because he had already pretty much finished 90% of his stuff for Avengers Endgame mm. at that point. Avengers Endgame was mostly shot back to back with Infinity War about three and a bit years ago. And then they did some pickups and everything like last year. Um, but th- this is this has been through this has been through the mill already. Here's what Goofy Face says. It was deep in production hell last year. They started filming scenes before they'd even planned where the animated animals would be standing. So jumping away from it for a second. If you are planning any shot, mm. you storyboard it. Mm. However you do that, be it a bird's eye perspective and you literally use circles to indicate where people are stood, so for framing reasons, or you storyboard exactly how you want every shot to look. You're usually using an illustrator or a storyboard artist. Who storyboard the artist. fuck's directing this? Uh, <laughs> uh, if you could bring up their name, it's great because they are in this story. Stephen Gagan. Ga- Gagan, yeah. Previously directed <laughs> Gold with Matthew McConaughey, mm-hmm. Syriana in two thousand and five, Abandoned in two thousand and two. Did a lot of writing. Yeah, worked on oh, a lot of stuff. He wrote Call of Duty Ghosts. It was with, what, big... with with with. Oh no, I'm thinking Black Ops One. It was, it was soap. No, it, it cleans no. up. 
Ghost is the one that we're like, we've brought in a big, a big Hollywood writer to, uh, to, to polish our script and, and, you know, and make sure that it's a, it's a great campaign story. Ah, yes, the writer of Traffic. <laughs> and Rules of Engagement. Sorry, what's that one there? Oh, Rules of Engagement, yeah. yeah um, beneath uh, it, uh, uh, Traffic, and then... American Gothic, the TV series from the 90s. Of course. Oh, Sleepwalkers. Sleepwalkers. So, here's what Gagan got up to. You An ready? episode of NYPD Blue! Hey, don't knock it. Till you... Jimmy do knock it. it. Do knock it. <sighs> And then the batshit director went and got fired, which was a little too late after his insane outbursts and subsequent banning from stepping foot into both the lead concept art department and the lead pre-visual animation department. Then he demanded that the pre-visual department be fired because, quote, we can figure it out on the day, unquote. Yes, yeah, Stefan, you can figure out where five plus animated characters and RDJ are standing when you have 30 individual camera shots to film on a Monday morning, you fucking moron. They continue. Wow. <clears throat> they continue. Someone said. Wow. Someone said, no wonder they had to bring in the Lego Batman director to write it and the TMNT director to helm reshoots. This is the latter word. They're not credited on IMDb. Yeah, these guys would have done the reshoots. It would have been one of those things where he'd shot enough of it, like with. Um, it's. Like with uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where Brian Singer got final credit despite the fact the majority of the work was not by him. Griffey Face continued, we were long gone before another writer came on board, thanks to Gagan's apparent hatred of all things pre-production. So I can't attest to the state of things now, but man, if it's even remotely watchable, then the new guys deserve some fucking medals. We attempted to talk wow. and show the director some cinematic sense, but he was literally insane. Almost put a fist through a new 8K TV because the talking goose wasn't on screen whilst it was talking in one shot even though he asked the week before for us to move the goose out of shot because, quote, the audience doesn't need us to hold their hand and point them to every character that's talking, unquote. But here's the kicker. We had footage of him uh, of him the week before asking to remove the goose off screen. It was St uh, Stefan or Stefan's idea to record every meeting so that we couldn't misinterpret his instructions. You would not believe half the shit that went on during this film's pre-production. Here's a tidbit that I doubt anyone will truly believe. Stephen Gagan's dog is one of the most incredibly regal-looking motherfuckers I've ever seen. Which is a shame, because it's a stone-cold racist. Oh! And without a doubt, we'll track down every human in the building with even the slightest drop of ethnic ancestry and bark. And I mean fucking bark. Like how a scrapyard Doberman guard dog might bark at a squirrel. With fucking death and violence at its very core. Wow. Every single pure, a non-pure white studio worker, it was like the end of days whenever that fucking beautiful dog came to visit with Stefan. Wow. So the guy who started and then left the production of this movie in charge of it, um, had a talking animal psychic of his own that was a blazing, blazing racist. Which, wow. doesn't, which doesn't come out of nowhere, might we add. Dogs don't just immediately hate people by the colour of their skin. No, not, not as they far as They have to be taught that. So, huh, that's creepy and weird. I can't wait to see this movie and watch how they've salvaged it. Probably not very well, because it's being released in early January. 
Yeah, because we're getting its first and probably final trailer now in late. Yeah, so it's awards season. Oh god. (laughs) In the words of the once great red letter media, fuck you, it's January! (laughs) Um I yeah, fucking oh good lord. Sweet baby lord. Sweet baby Jesus. Go watch Jungle Cruise instead. Or, well, or instead of watching, uh, uh, instead of watching Doolittle in January, we'll go and watch probably for a second time the Jumanji sequel. Sequel. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Next level's out in December. Oh yeah. We should probably be getting a second trailer sometime soon. Well, we're getting film uh, total film covers. So. On November twelfth in the US. Oh, <gasps> is this the main story, Sunny Jim? On November twelfth in the US. Oh my god. Disney will be launching their long big old dick. Disney Plus streaming service, you know, which still no UK jungle, release date. Still no UK release date. I would imagine it's expected twenty twenty. I would imagine if I was Disney, which I'm not, but if I had any sense, which I don't, I would try and get it out before the end of the year. Yeah. Over here, God, yeah. How many kids are going to get like tablets or consoles at Christmas and be like? Oh, I can watch stuff on this now, and then boom, you get how, a Disney. How many people are going to go and see the Rise of Skywalker, and then be like, "I really want to watch I need the to Mandalorian." Watch all of them. Yeah, like because I think ready, I, mean, I talked about this on the on the stream long ago. Like, I can't see them doing content deals with other like things like like Warner Brothers did with DCU. Yeah, they did content deals with other providers outside of the US. Yeah. For so like swamp, so things, swamp things just pops up on Amazon Prime, Prime. and I can't um, wait to binge watch that mother trucker. Um, but I can't see Disney doing that after after all they've done to get their stuff back under their control. Yeah, it seems weird to it make would seem other weird territories to then wait that, yeah. or or divide it up later but, or later date. We'll see, we'll see. But they they well they dropped a series of gifts first. Yeah, containing uh, and they did it as a video containing. Many, 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 many covers. Because you can pre-order yeah. this. You can pre-order a streaming service, Chris. <laughs> I think they are That's offering. Per- I think now. they are offering perks to certain territories with mm. pre-order. Um, mm. Like I think, I think that yeah, the perk is it's discounted. Yeah, you're buying like, like three months. You're buying like three months worth, and it, it's like a third of the price. Yeah. Um, and it's a. They've released gifts, but they've also released a video with some of the thumbnail. Basically, what they're doing is they're putting out the thumbnails for the main page. Like when you're mm-hmm. when you're scrolling through, here's your thumbnails. Mm-hmm. But they also released a giant ass thread of everything that so will be available from day one. Let's dive into this thread chronologically. Chronological order. Missing. I shit you not. Song of the South. Oh yeah. Missing. Um, we'll get there. Melody time. We'll get there. We'll get it's there. Melody, really weird. Melody time's in there. Melody time's back. Okay. I'm so up for that let, let me see. Here we go. But Song of the South is missing. We start. But, but, and now the thing is, they we'll get they've there, Chris. That. They've always hidden it away. We're gonna get there. And it's more obvious when you put everything out there. We're gonna and get there. Are there. Gaps. Because I'm sure some of this stuff we're gonna touch on is. I'm pretty sure somewhere I've seen that problematic. They've got, they've got cats and dogs. Uh, Revenge of Kitty Galore, or whatever. But they've not got cats and dogs. Yeah, which is weird. It's got to be a licensing thing because that's a Fox inheritance. But also, this also shows that the service is strongly focused on family-friendly stuff. So none yeah. of Disney's more adult, mature 
film Which imprints. Sucks. I was kind of hoping that some of the older yeah. Touchstone and Miramax stuff would yeah. be getting a release on there through obviously parental control. But, yeah, you but know. none of that stuff's in this. That would at least give hope for uh, possible future acquisitions and redistribution of the Netflix Marvel shows, for example. Yeah. We'll Although say... something like The Mandalorian looks like it's going to be aimed towards a slightly older audience, as does mm. oh, stuff like the MCU in the door. Yeah. <laughs> come on, come on. Come on um, now! Come on now! Uh, so, let's do this. Bitch. We start in 1937. 1937. 1930, This should be fucking public domain by now. <laughs> the story is. That's why I didn't pay royalties to write a pun. Uh, <laughs> Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, of course. Yay, classic. 1940s Pinocchio. And then now we get into the more obscure stuff. Also from 1940, we've got Swiss Family Robinson. Look, have you never seen that one? Nope. It's pretty fun. Uh, Fantasia. Love it. Uh, the Reluctant Dragon brings us into 1941. Oh, and then we get. The Dumb. Reluctant Dragon? The Reluctant Dragon. Shitting hell. We're never getting, heard of we're it. We're getting obscure. Uh, Dumbo. Yeah, well. Uh, Bambi <laughs> brings us into 42. Nice. Saludos Amigos from 1943. Oh, Saludos Amigos! Okay. Yeah, I wanted to see that. Uh, 1945 gives us the three caballeros. Yep, great. The 1947 Miracle on 34th Street. Isn't it weird? I've seen a lot of response to that one in particular this week. People saying it feels dirty to see the Disney logo above the title of mm. that movie. Because it's it's so not theirs. Yeah. But it is now. It is now. Fox. The Disney logo is on all of this shit. Fun and Fancy Free. Fun and Fancy Free from include, 1947. That includes the short... In the UK, we got Fun and Fancy Free as various VHS releases of its individual mm-hmm. films. So like Mickey and the Beanstalk and stuff. So it'd be cool to actually watch it in fucking context. Well, well when we eventually get the streaming service. Melody Time. Melody Time from 1948. Go. The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Yes! Again, never had that as a complete film in the um, UK. Cinderella, 1950. Classic. The 1950 oh, Treasure Island, live-action Treasure Island. Uh, I'm so sorry, you do realize I'm just going to be nerding out. That's, here. that's why I wanted to go through the list. Okay, uh, 1951's Alice in Wonderland. Classic. The live-action, the story of Robin Hood and his Merry Men from 1952. Not, how have they spelled Merry? Uh, like, like that, M-I-E-R-R-I-E. What the I don't know, fuck? it's an old English thing, probably. An old English affectation. Uh, 1953's Peter Pan. You can fly. Don't mind um, the uh, don't mind the Indians. Then you got the first of the True Life Adventures series. True Life Adventures. Yeah, the True Life series. Adventures. Da, 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 um, da. With the Living Desert, and uh, then we got the Vanishing Prairie from '54. Yeah. The 1954 oh, 20, live action. Twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Twenty thousand leagues under the sea. That's with such a great film. One. Kirk Douglas. <laughs> Big old jaw. Um. David a, f- a film that has lived on in the Disney legacy via its theme park attractions oh, yeah. slash points of interest. Oh yeah, so that's that's cool to see that it's 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 a coming. Um, we got the 1955 Davy Crockett King of the Wild Frontier, Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, the first of the first of two. Yeah, uh, another True Life Adventures with the African Lion in 1955. This True Life Adventures thing is interesting because it, 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 if I remember correctly, they are documentaries. Yeah, it's their early nature documentaries. Yeah, but like they've given it an umbrella rebrand. Mm. Which is so strange to think they've avengers it yeah. in reverse. Uh, David Crockett and the River Pirates from 1956. Damn, that's a pull. Secrets of Life, yeah. another True Life Adventures. How Babies Are Made, guys. The Story of Perry. Never heard of it. So now, it, now, it looks to be a live action film about a squirrel. We are venturing now into their uh, 60s and 70s output. Yep. What is wonderful about this is there are so many live action projects released by the Walt Disney Company. Oh yeah. That we in the UK never really got. Nope. And as kids of the VHS generation, never saw. Nope. Because they were never released. Like, ever. Get ready. Get ready to see some shit where you're like, really? Hold on to your 
fucking hats. Read the title, I'll give the thumbnail a description. Old Yeller, 1957. Old Yeller, classic about the boy and his dog. It's got a sad ending, bring your tissues. Not because you're going to have a wank. White Wilderness, Dying Nature documentary from 1958. The one where they threw lemmings off a cliff. Not so beautiful. I think. Maybe. I want to say. Surprised they put that on. Um, The Sign of Zorro from 1958. Zorro film, always a good time. Zorro movie. Um, (laughs) 600 more replies. Let's load these up. 1959, Sleeping Beauty. Contains the greatest Disney villain in the animated canon and is a beautiful film. Mm-hmm. The Shaggy Dog. And a prince live actually action. does some it. Yeah, now, uh, we, now we're getting into the weird live action stuff. We've Shaggy got Dog. The Shaggy yeah. Dog from 1959. Darby O'Gill. Darby O'Gill and the Little and People. Hello there. Welcome to it Darby looks like O'Gill I feel about the Little People. Leprechauns. Is that yes, Sean Connery as well? Is. May or may not be. Um... <laughs> The, the original journey to the center, center of, the of the earth. Brilliant. Jungle Cat. Real life adventures. Real life adventures. Pollyanna. Uh, based on the thumbnail, it's about a human girl and a giant face in the sky. <laughs> Maybe it's a Lion King sequel. Uh, the 1960 <gasps> Swiss Family Robinson. Yes, classic. Classic. Um, holiday classic. 100 More Dimensions from 1961. Second greatest animated villain from the original canon. She wants to um, murder and skin puppies. The Absent-Minded Professor. Now, this is interesting. That's Jerry Lewis, if I remember correctly. Uh, I have no idea. Probably. That's and out. this is the original Nutty Professor. No, 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 no. This is the original Flubber. This is the original Flubber. Flubber is an adaptation of this movie. Oh, shit. Yes. Yes, yes, oh, yes. Oh, shit. The Absent Mind Professor is the the same character that is then played by Robin Williams. Uh, it's not a, it's Fred not McMurray. A it's not Jerry, not Jerry Lewis. Not Fred McMurray. McMurray. So Jerry Lewis was in uh, one of the others. I can't remember. He was yeah. in the original Night Professor. Oh, there you go. He's in um, one of them. So this is the Absent Mind Professor. This is, this is the genesis of Flubber. Wow. Yeah. Because there's a whole genre of films just about weird inventors. 1961's The Parent Trap. Classic. We're going to be having a lot of people and looking at these and going... better than the, the early 2000s one. Yeah. But we're going to be having a lot, a lot, an awful lot of people going, wait, that's an, that was a movie before it was the movie that I know? Mm-hmm. And this um, one's better because it's actual twins. Greyfriars, Greyfriars Bobby, which is about a dog. It's a live action film about a dog. Uh, Babes in Toyland. <gasps> Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. The sixty. Okay, so nineteen sixty-one. Mm. We're in now. Mm. I think this is the remake. I think that I think there's there's one that precedes this one. So this isn't the one with Laurel and Hardy in. Okay, never mind. Well, it's not on this list anyway. Sixty-two's uh, Prince and the Pauper, live yeah. action one. Yep. So forget your Mickey adaptation. That'll, that's probably in here, though. Let's be honest. Almost Angels. From Never heard of it. But it looks like uh, a William Shatner-looking motherfucker conducting a ghost yeah. Napoleon boy. A ghost the sky. Napoleon boy and a conductor man. Sammy the Way Out Seal from 1962. <gasps> we are hitting the child befriends oh, of yeah. spunky animal territory, boys and girls. 1963 is The Incredible Journey, which of course was remade later as Homeward Bound. Homeward Bound. Um, Even Homeward Bound is an original. Uh, 1963's The Sword in the Stone. Yes, uh, which is an animated piece of garbage, but I love it. Mary Poppins, of I mean, course. one of the greatest movies ever made. Uh, Emile and the Detectives from 1964. Which looks like uh, Sylvester McCoy's dad and, <laughs> and, and Will Poulter's grandfather kidnap yeah. a small child in a suit. Yeah, it looks like it. Um, <laughs> those Callaways Those Callaways. 
I bet it's about homesteaders. All um, I'm saying, all I'm saying is there's people on horses and they're a ghost couple in the sky. With which just makes migrating me think of, ducks. Which just makes me think of Yeah <laughs> The Sound of Music. Disney owned the sound of music now. Yeah. That is weird. That darn cat! From 1965, looks like some live-action animal comedy. One of those films where the name has outlived the film. Uh, 1966's The the Ugly Dachshund. Yes, because the ugly duckling about a sausage dog is Uh, what we all want. The Adventures of Bullwhip Griffin. Now, I'm not going to lie. That (laughs) looks charming as fuck. That looks like a western, all right. That is also probably the best thumbnail they've made so far yeah because it's got a damn frame that's really good perspective popping it's the the titles on an old old style sign coming up next an absolute stone cold motherfucking classic the jungle book 1967 Uh, followed by 1968 blackbeard's ghost i'm up for that is that the one peter houston off uh no idea I'm up for Blackbeard's Ghost. Uh, 1969's the love bug herbie's franchise starts here boys and Um, girls Kurt Russell has entered the arena. Yes, he has, with his 19... tiny, fresh mannequin face. 1969's The Computer Wore Tennis Shoes. Again, a film yeah. whose title has always outlived the actual damn movie. Yeah, this is... Uh, Kurt Russell is in a lot of early um, live-action Disney stuff as a, as a, as a young man. Um, you will be seeing his face a lot in, uh, through the early 70s on this uh, Disney Plus Voyage. And based on this, he was born at the age of 35. Yeah, looking at it. Um, <laughs> the Aristocats from 1970. Beautiful animated. Everybody wants to be a cat. Um, the Barefoot Executive from 1971. Another Kurt Russell joint. Kurt Russell and a chimpanzee. And a chimpanzee and, and a, a briefcase full, full of bananas. bananas. Sold a ticket. <laughs> Someone, after hearing that, has bought a subscription. The Million Dollar Duck from 1971. I, d- I mean... It looks like it's the goose that laid the golden egg. It looks like a film... It, it looks like a film called Million Dollar Duck. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no other way to describe the image. Uh, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. A, a freaking... A witch played by Angela Lansbury fights Nazis with possessed suits of armour after Mr. Banks plays animated football against a lion in a crown. And what's the cat this called? This is one of the most metal movies ever made. What's the cat called? What is the cat called? Cosmic Creeper. I mean, come the fuck on. Um, Seriously. <laughs> Traguna McCoyte. I mean, let's just... Oh, look 1972 brings us... The first ever poster where whoever designed the font just gave up. This looks amazing. <laughs> Justin Morgan had a horse. That's the title! That's the title! It's a man in a pink shirt petting a horse next to a young girl and the t- the text and, and font is all in different colours and lowercase and uppercase and it looks Disney's, like they don't give a shit. Disney's strong titles is followed up <clears throat> again in 1972 with The Biscuit Eater. Oh my god, it's another Ghost in the Sky poster. Ghost in the Sky poster. A lot of these are just like ghostly images in the sky in front of a field. Ghost Riders in the Sky. This one's a ghost dog. Um... <laughs> 1972 also gives us the Snowball Express. That looks like a straight-to-DVD early 2000s It does, doesn't film. it? It's weird. Really weird. Uh, 73, we've got the animated Robin Hood. Yeah, another classic, but again, also kind of shit. Uh, <laughs> Just saying. 74, we got Herbie Rides Again. Because, of course, Herbie Rides Again. He's a sentient vehicle. Along with The Bears and I. Uh, Guy likes bears. Guy likes bears. Don't we all? Maybe he's their cub. The Castaway Cowboy. I, what? 
Is he in the sky? He's in. I guess is he so. a sky ghost, man? The sky ghost. Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, the strongest man in the world. Another Kurt Russell live-action movie. Is he the strongest man in the world? It looks like it. Oh my god! He's holding up him. those weights. Look at his average build and oh. yet his ability to amaze those people. Holding up those. Oh, they those are weights. dangerously close to being crushed to death. I know, right? That's so weird. Escape <gasps> to Witch Mountain. Escape the beginning of the Witch Mountain series. Um, the Apple Dumpling Gang. I don't know. Don't. If have you a like clue. bug-eyed cowboys, then you're gonna love the Apple Dumpling Gang. Do you know what else you're going to love? Especially if you like horses in sportswear helmets. Gus. And men shouting while staring in the is middle this, distance. Is this a film about a baseball playing horse? Matt, if it is, buy me seven subscriptions that for looks, Christmas. Mm. I'm sold. Uh, the Treasure of Matekumbe. A.K.A. We are making this thumbnail look as close to the Pirates of the Caribbean series as we can. Please click. Definitely is not that, because it's a 1976 live-action movie. The Shaggy DA. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> I think this that is... That is literally a dog. That's a horse. That's a dog in a suit. In a suit wearing That's a dog spectacles. in a suit. But, um, I, I, You're not supposed to wear a suit. You, You're a dog. Human proportions from the neck down, Matt. <laughs> it's a dog man. <laughs> in every way except physical, I am a shaggy dog. No, that sure makes for a Freaky Friday. The original. The original 77 version, which is coming The original. The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Also I love that film. Oh my God, I love that film so much. It's wonderful. It's freaking marvellous. It's I'm just a little black rain cloud. It's gorgeous. Please watch it. Also, Star Wars A New Hope. Uh, Sorry. Star Wars. Star Wars. Name them properly, Disney. Fucking hell. Star Wars A New Hope. <laughs> uh, the Rescuers... Charming. I love the rescuers. It's charming. Um, <laughs> Herbie goes to Monte Carlo and two sky ghosts smile and scream. More sky ghosts. <laughs> Take a shot for sky ghosts. Pete's dragon. Uh, it's it, it's got charm. It's it's got a dragon in it. Boop, 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 boop. Candle shoe from 1977. Fuck off. What is that about? I don't know. Candle shoe. One word. Candle shoe. One word. Candle shoe. Candle shoe. A smiling young girl, maybe long haired boy, in front of a portrait of a pirate, I think. It's Jodie Foster. It's Jodie Foster. So she's a young haired boy girl. Jodie Foster and David Niven. I can see David Niven. Look yeah, at him. Yeah, because well, look at him. I can see the photoshopped um, face of David Niven. Small time crook Harry Bundage discovers that the old manor house where Lady St. Edmund resides with three orphans and her butler priory is the resting place for a horde of treasure. Wait, was David Niven typecast as suave burglar? I guess. That's weird. I just, see, now I just want to watch Pink Panther. You Return. Want some, want some Christopher Lee? From watch Witch Return Mountain. from Witch Mountain. Well, hang on. Christopher Lee and another lady as tiny people in front of semi-sky ghost children. <laughs> sky ghost children. The cat! From outer space! Sure, you've sold a ticket. The Muppet Movie. Uh, named on the thing as Muppet Movie, the original classic. Yeah, because Like, it's... we're going to confuse... I know there's a oh. film called The Muppets, but, like, The Muppet Movie... Just saying. Absolute cinematic perfection. It's fucking delightful. Watch it a thousand times. And uh, I hope you're happy... But the Apple Dumpling Gang rides again, also in 1979. <laughs> this time they're holding bowling balls, or maybe balls and chains. They're balls and chains. Whilst dressed as cowboy scouts. I guess they're cavalry. I, I guess no it's a, I happening. guess it's a comedy western. 
Um, unidentified flying oddball from 1979. Oh, oh, is this the 70s version of Thunderpants? I guess. Like, it's about space travel, kind of. We're getting up to the TV series, motherfuckers. 1979's Spider-Woman cartoon. Marvel Spider-Woman. Notice the heavily yeah. uh, superimposed Marvel logo. These, these are going into the cartoons where they were sort of using the panels and they were short-lived series and they weren't that brilliant, but hey... It was us getting Marvel characters on TV, so fuck it. Yeah, too right. <clears throat> also, also, why isn't her bum arched up behind her back in a creepily unnatural uh, way? Uh, Actually, where are her legs? Uh, I know she's flying forwards, but she's flying on. forwards. She doesn't have any legs. Um, <laughs> flying people don't need legs. Ah, they just take them off. Save space. They still fly without the legs. Absolute live-action sci-fi classic, The Black Hole, AKA... featuring the late uh, Robert Foster. A.K.A. Disney saw Star Wars and went, we yeah. need to do that, and then made a film that made you go, the fuck is this? Black Hole is so weird. <laughs> I love it. It's so weird, though. Um, the title treatment there makes it look like they try to sort of Armageddon it. Oh, yeah. It's really weird. Uh, Sultan and the Rockstar from 1980. Fuck off. This is it's a, a disco. About a disco man and his tiger friend. Why? Disco man and tiger friend. <laughs> disco- it should be called Disco Man and Tiger Friend. I'd watch that. Um... Empire Strikes Back! Yay! Incorrectly titled as Star, Star Wars, Wars The, the Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Back. What's with the um the scrolling these? They've done that on a few of them now, where the the is vertically uh, inserted next to the second word of the title. Oh, the letter, I just couldn't fit it in. Um, <laughs> All that money. Herbie Goes Bananas in 1980. Yeah, he fucking does. The Ghosts of Buxley Hall. All I think they I might know, actually be literal sky ghosts. All there. I know is I see people in the skyline of the poster, but yeah. they are possibly the ghosts. So they are sky ghosts. Ergo, yep. they are allowed to be sky ghosts. 1981's Amy. Hi, Amy. Don't know what that is. Yep. The, the Great, Great Muppet, Muppet Keeper! Keeper! Because the plot of the previous two decades worth of films about crooks had to be applied to the felt characters. Fox and the Hound? Freaking great. This 1980 Spider-Man cartoon. This is the one that double build with the next entry. Spider-Man and his amazing friends. They did, what I find fascinating about those two, car- two cartoons is they didn't share a continuity. Nope. But they shared designs. Very strange. So like if Doctor Doom appeared, as he did frequently in Amazing Friends, if Doctor Doom appeared in both, he would look the same, but there would be no reference to the other show's existence or previous adventures. Very odd. And different voice actors. Bring me pictures of Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> Tron. Yeah. Disney that came out in 1982. quite a while back, so fair enough. No, they made Tron. Did they? Tron's a Disney movie, yeah. Was it a touchstone picture? No, it was a straight live-action Disney movie. Damn, good on him. Um, it is a classic. Star Wars Return of the Jedi. That's, yeah, that's a bit of a bland film now, really. But they, they, what they've done is they've taken like one of the Drew Strews and posters and put they're the, it the They're the, 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 the same... <clears throat> It's the artwork they did for the special editions. Yeah. Uh, it just does a thumbnail. It just seems rather unexciting when Amy's gone to the effort of just using a screen grab of two people crouching in a field. <gasps> Speaking of crouching in a field, but this time because you're going to shit yourself. Return to Oz. If you've never seen it, go in it's blind. so weird. I love Freak it. yourself out. I love it. It's oh, so odd. The wheelers are horrifying. Um, the Black Cauldron. Uh, an underrated classic. 
Underrated, is it? Yeah, all people hate the Black Cauldron. The Adventures of the Gummy Bears. Gummy Bears from bouncing here and there and everywhere. The Journey of Natty Gan. Wait a second, scroll back up. Fuck Natty Gan. <laughs> the Gummy Bears. The Gummy 85. Bears. Eighty-five. Eighty-five. So when we were binge watching that as kids, yeah, it, they were nearly ten-year-old repeats. I guess. But I guess that I guess ITV had acquired for Dig It. Mm. How strange is that? You know the Gummy Bears only came into existence because Michael Eisner was the boss at that point of Disney. Yeah. Michael Eisner, who did some amazing things for it as a business, but some terrible fucking creative things for it. Yes. And he only made that show because his kids like Gummy Bears. So he said, make a cartoon about those Gummy Bears. We'll buy the rights <laughs> to them. So he did. That's why it exists. The reason they shared the name with the candy is because they bought the rights to the television adaptation of the candy. Well, that's not Disney started as they meant to go on. Um, the Journey of Natty Gan, an early live-action joint for John Cusack. Yeah, it also appears like he uh, may or may not be a sky ghost Indiana Jones. With a dog. <laughs> um, one Magic Christmas from 1985. I don't know what that is, and the thumbnail just says it's the same as every Christmas movie ever made. Mr. Mr. Boogie! Boogie! A.K.A. a man with the plague. In a thumbnail that will become legendary because it's already being memed. Yep. <gasps> right. Okay. Okay. 1986's okay. Fuzz Bucket. Now, Matt, tell the good people what you see <laughs> whilst I bring up something that is going to make your day. I see a middle class American family huddled round what appears to be um, a sort of weird. Uh, this, is a, this is a special effects suit. This is a this is a practical full length suit, um, combination of an Ewok and Alf. Yeah, internet comedian and voice actor Brock Baker was so fascinated by this one thumbnail and the seeming existence of a movie he'd never fucking heard of before that he created alternate titles for it. And I'd like you to Fuzz read Bucket. Them. I'd like to read them for a bit. So that's, these the, are, that's the original these are Brock title. Baker's alternate titles for Fuzz Bucket. <laughs> <laughs> but fuck it, fuck puppet. Untuck it, chum bucket, John Lovitz. God damn it, Fudruckers, and Brock, stop it, please, Brock, stop it. I, I think feel, he kind I of peaked this, with buttfuckers. I feel this marketing oh, is going to inspire memes more than it is. Oh yeah, because some of this stuff I'm like, Mr. Boogity is, is becoming this? a fucking internet icon in less than 24 hours after this thread being posted. Ooh, ooh. 1986's Case Busters. There's something strange, and they're on the case. It's two. It's two. Two. Two young. Two youngsters and a dog. Take another with shot, guys. We have yet another thumbnail where a shaggy dog is involved. Shaggy dogs. The great mouse. Detective. Or in the UK, Basil, the great mouse detective. Because one word makes the difference. Great freaking underrated movie. You know my wife, who's a massive Vincent Price fan? Your wife? My wife is yeah. a massive Vincent Price fan. And it was only two days ago did she learn that Vincent Price is in that movie. He's probably just blinded by Rattigan's fabulousness. He is fab. He's fucking fabulous. Um... The massive, the massive amount of gay undertones in that movie is is wonderful. Worth the stream and alone, eh? All I'm saying is, if you have to do a prequel and a remake, Disney, I'd like a prequel to Basil, which shows Basil and Rattigan's definite relationship beforehand, please. Flight of the Navigator from 1986. Furries will have a field day. Flight of the Navigator, uh, a classic. Not hasn't aged well, in my <laughs> opinion, but it's a classic nonetheless. The Christmas Star. <gasps> 
Oh, is that the same as One Magic Christmas? Looks like it. You've got a ghost, uh, a sky ghost Santa Claus. <laughs> and sky ghost children look and sa- sky ghost terrified children. They're like, to see Oh him. no, this enormous star. Benji. Yes, the, the hunted. hunted. Oh, they're putting Benji the Hunted on there. How the fuck is Benji the Hunted? Benji, right. So Benji belongs to the same sort of franchise as the little hobo, littlest hobo and things like that. Mm. Stories of these downtrodden dogs who wander the country and get into adventures. Um, but it has such a dark fucking... I mean, that is a metal title. Mm. Benji, the Hunted. It's also a Christmas movie. Sure. Can you tell from the red background and the golden text? DuckTales. <gasps> Woohoo! Yes. Put the complete original DuckTales on there. I'll watch the shit out of it. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, Three Men and a Baby. Is now a Disney movie. It's now a Disney movie, I guess. Look at young Ted Danson not quite looking as attractive as old Ted, da- Ted Danson. Old Ted Danson is a thing to behold, man. Um, The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. This is the TV series that, again, 90s kids in the UK grew up with the repeats of. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. Willow. They own Willow now. 1988. Well, they own Lucasfilm. Of course. So they got Willow. It's only just hit me. Willow is not as brilliant as the people who love it suggest, I think. But there's a lot of charm in it. And Val Kilmer as Mad Martigan is very fun. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Fucking perfection. That's who framed Roger Rabbit. Perfection. I love it. Um, It's so good. Please, Eddie. Love it. So good. So, so good. Oliver and Company. Not so great. Really nicely animated, though. And uh, familiar to UK kids because it got a late VHS release in, like, 96, 97 in the UK. Mm. So the trailer for it was on, like, nearly every Disney video for half of the decade. Uh, Like, I'm sure all of us know at least, Why should I worry? And that's all we know of the song. Because that was in the trailer. (laughs) Sung by, if I remember Why should correctly, I Billy Joel. That sounds right. Yeah. The, the voice cast for it was pretty good, if I remember correctly. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Oh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Great cartoon. Honey! See, we're getting out of the weird films now and into the Disney afternoon. Yeah. Which makes me happy inside. Makes me warm. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Yeah, you did. That's a really good thumbnail. We got that. We got that coming. Rick, more Rick Moranis is always a plus. Turner and Hooch. Early Hanks. Tom Hanks and a dog. Oh my god, he's got a dog. But hey, forget that. We've got... Cheetah. Someone with a cheetah. Guess what? Sky Ghosts. There's Sky Ghosts in Africa. (laughs) (laughs) 1989's The Little Mermaid. The Disney Renaissance begins. Absolute perfection. The priest definitely has an erection. The Simpsons. Yes, 1989, which is weird to see. The Simpsons started in 1989. And they will have every season bar the current televised one, is what they've said. Every season up until the one that's currently being broadcast. And then after that season is broadcast, it will show up on Disney+. Plus. DuckTales, the movie Treasure of the Lost Lamp. A VHS classic. Which is um, interesting because it mimics the Indiana Jones... Uh, sort of presentation in the in the thumbnail. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen any Indiana Jones movies on here yet, despite Disney owning Lucasfilm. Weird that, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Right um, issue, I guarantee it. Tailspin from 1990. Yes, Tailspin, aka um, uh, Chip and Dale worked as a weird spin-off. Let's spin off from our earlier material and kind of do the rescuers, but use the Jungle Book characters, but not quite the Jungle Book characters. So, like, there's yep. some Jungle Book characters in it, but they're not the Jungle Book. This isn't a canonical sequel to the Jungle Book, but one of them is called Baloo. 
there's, if I remember correctly, there's Blue, there's Louis and there's Shea Khan in it. I don't recall if Bagheera's in it, Car is not in it, and Hathi's not in it. Surely it should be Bluey. Get out. Um, the Rescue is Down Under from 1990. Love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. It's the Iron Man 2 of the Disney Renaissance. It's the, It was the holdover movie before they were like, we'll give you more of that new good shit, but first is a sequel to the first one. I love Joanna the Lizard in it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Creepy as fuck. Um, also, stellar cast as well for those. Three men and a little lady. Ted Danson still doesn't look quite right. Who is it? It's Ted Danson. Ted Danson. Uh, Tony Danson. Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck, not Tony Danson. <laughs> and um, Steve Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg, the goot. The goots. Um, it's all goot. White hey, Fang. Remember, hey, do you remember when you could listen to Smogcast prior to the past six months episodes? That was great. White Fang. Shut up. Is that Wolf of Sky Ghost? Or is it in the Horizon? White Fang. Is it in the Horizon or is it a Sky Ghost, Matt? Shipwreck. Let me know. Shipwrecked has a Sky Ghost ship. <gasps> and that's that is from 1991. That, that looks like a 1975 movie. I was going to say it looks but much it's, older. But it's 1991. The Rocketeer, baby. If you've never seen this. was The Rocketeer. If you've never seen this and you love the MCU, watch The Rocketeer. It's Joe Johnston directed to it. It's his trial run. It, yeah, for, yes. for <laughs> two decades Captain early. America. Two decades yeah, early, he made basically. Captain America. And then two decades later, he got to make Captain America. Darkwing Duck in 91. Oh, Darkwing Duck. I am the terror that flaps in the night. There was no way he was not going to say that, let's be honest. Uh, Beauty and the Beast from 1991. Also, also Avengers-level stuff, because Darkwing Duck features Launchpad McQuack, who, of course, is from DuckTales. Mm. Crossover shit, mother lover. And yet, Launchpad McQuack never showed up in Tailspin, which is a show about air flight and travel, so you'd think he would have popped up in it. No, because it was Balooey's domain. Um, Be- <laughs> Balooey? Confluey. Beauty and the Beast from 1991. Best animated movie they've ever made. Don't at me. Newsies from 1992. Bit of live action musical on the go. It's beloved, but couldn't give a shit about Newsies personally. Fucking Sister Act. They own it now. It's just a weird pick. Sister Act, aka, this film is way darker than you remember it being. Honey, I blew up the kid. Yep, the series continues. Goof Troop. Yep, the animated show. Uh, uh, not great, but you know. Now we're getting good. into TV continuations <clears throat> of films. Yeah, I love Little how they call it the Little Mermaid series. Little Mermaid series. It's fine. X Men. animated series. Yes, please. 1992's Aladdin. Oh, I love it so freaking much. The Muppet Christmas Carol. Best Christmas movie. was a good year. Best Christmas movie for children ever made. Uh, the Adventures of Huck Finn from 93. Again, looks like a mid-80s, uh, late 70s yeah. production. It's, it's like a holdover. It's really weird. So does The Sandlot. The Sandlot. About a kid's baseball team. But yep. none of them are Sky Ghosts, so fuck it. No Sky Ghosts in this one. Life with Mikey. What? It's, it looks, <laughs> like a, looks like an early Michael J. Fox joint? Well, later, later Michael J. Fox joint. Uh, oh, yeah, <clears throat> of course. He looks... Yeah. It's a 90s one. It's Michael J. Fox moving into dad roles... Yeah. Oh, that's upsetting. Not a fan of that. Life with Mikey. Life with what Mikey. What the fuck is this? I don't know, but there are, there's a kid who wants to fight him. There's a kid who's doing ballet, but looks like she also is going to kick him. And there's a kid waving a hat around, who's oh. supernaturally taller than the other children. He, so he plays a child talent agent. A former child star who's now a child talent agent. That's what Life with Mikey's about. Oh. No. Rookie of the Year the from 1993. continue. Bad News Bears inspires a shitload of Disney knockoffs. <laughs> Hocus motherfucking Pocus. 
the internet's favourite Halloween movie. It's very good, though, it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doug Jones is astounding in it. Bonkers. Fuck bonkers, but it has to be there. If the rest of the Disney afternoon is going to be there, bonkers has to also be there. Boy Meets you know, World. You know, bonkers was meant to be a Who Framed Roger Rabbit TV series. Well, it isn't. And so. then they realised the licensing would actually be a nightmare to figure out. So as a result, you know, to have different characters from different entertainment companies appear in it. So as a result, they created Bonkers, which features fictional characters and a few Disney character cameos. And it's shit. Boy Meets World, Boy Meets World, has not aged well, but I hope you all enjoy your binge watch. <laughs> I will say this now, um, freaking what's her name? Who's the main love interest in it? Because mm. she was an absolute crush when I was a kid. Topanga. Mm. And the actress who plays her, to this day, is a babe. Um, please continue. <laughs> the Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, never heard of it, says the guy wearing an earring of Jack Skellington that he the, wears every day. The until, it, until it gets too dirty to wear, and then I bin it, reach into my chest of drawers, and pull out one of the next 50 that are in there. I wish that was a joke. The 1993 Three Musketeers. Not great. The one with... Four uh, Musketeers, because D'Artagnan. Kiefer Sutherland, and Charlie Sheen, and Oliver Platt. Charlie Sheen. That one. Tiger Blood, Musketeers. What's great is every time we fresh this thread, the top one underneath it is a thumbnail that someone has made with a leery-looking Donald Duck that says yeah. Disney and chill. Yeah. Disney plus plus chill. Yeah. Um, Sister Act 2. Back in the habit. A.K.A. the uh, first of many films that have the exact same plot. See School of Rock. Uh, Iron Will from 94. It looks like another This Dog Is My Friend movie. Yeah, but they're in a, tund- they're in a tundra and they're oh, also Sky Ghosts. Sky Ghosts. Uh, 1994's Blank Check, which is about a kid with attitude because he's looking over his sunglasses. Yeah, oh, he's got... And his hat's backwards, man. And, and a backwards hat. Forget. And he's got a backpack full of money. And it's open and it's going to blow everywhere. Open backpack full of money. Oh, fuck off. I didn't realise this was a Disney movie now. Oh, yeah, because they fucking reacquired uh, Don Bluth stuff. Oh, my God. But yeah, but we've still yet to see a lot of Don Bluth exactly. stuff. Exactly. This is weird. 1994's Thumbelina. Thumbelina. This is a crock of shit. <laughs> Seriously, Thumbelina. There's so many of you listening to this now going, don't be daft. I have fond memories of that. Rewatch it. Thumbelina is a pile of shit. I saw the trailer for it a lot on one of the uh, Dizzy VHSs I used to have. It's rotoscoped. Every mm. character is rotoscoped, even the ones without human proportions, right? Um, it's not completely rotoscoped. Like, was it called... Um, Ice and Fire or something, that one that came out in the 80s. The sexy, like, fancy one that was aimed at an older audience. But, like, it's... it's, They copy it so closely. They copy the Disney formula so much that they got Jodie Benson, Ariel, to play the role of Thumbelina in an attempt to copy that feel. Gilbert Gottfried, of course, had been in Aladdin, is this creepy Beatle character in it. It's just shit. It's like a shit series of set pieces that shit... It's shit. I hate it. I just have to get that out there because I hear everyone always goes like, oh, Thumbelina, I love that as a kid. It's shit. So is Anastasia. Fuck yourself. What about The Return of Jafar? That's also shit. <laughs> but, but, but. But. No, there is no but. It's shit. It kicked off the Disney straight to DVD, straight to video, and then straight to DVD sequel trend. It was a pilot for the Aladdin TV series as well. Yes. Although it features a villain who recurs in the series called Abysmal, which is a great joke. Great's a strong word. The Lion King. Uh, never heard of it, but apparently it's very good. Camp Nowhere. I are those kids in the bushes or are they dressed those, as bushes? Those kids are in the bushes, and, and they've tied a camp counselor 
That's Christopher Lloyd, isn't it? Christopher Lloyd to a crucifix, it looks so like. So is this where we get into the, the era of Christopher Lloyd live-action Disney comedies? Possibly. He did quite a lot of kids and family-friendly stuff yeah. and Disney-funded stuff throughout the 2000s as well. Do you remember there was a, a CBBC series in the mid-2000s that was a performance school and it was shot in Hollywood and stuff or whatever. It was all this glorious set and Christopher Lloyd was like the head teacher. Oh, okay. It was like, the fuck is this? Well, that, we, might, we might find that. Talking of flaming garbage coming back from the dead... Iron Man, the series from 1994. This is not a good cartoon. Fantastic Four from 1994. It's not as bad as this, which is shit. Now this! Now this! This is a reason to pay for your subscription, boys and girls. 1994's TV series, Gargoyle. Disney sees the success of Batman the Animated Series and goes, we want some of that, and in turn has at least enough people on the the creative side of it to create an original and really fucking solid dark superhero cartoon. Gargoyles is great. Keith David in the lead role. The remainder of the cast are mostly filled out by next-gen alumni. Yeah, Jonathan Frakes. um, uh, What's what's she called? Um, Dana Troy we're talking about. Yeah, Marina Sirtis. Uh, And others, Um, I can't remember who, but I'm I'm sure... sure, What's it? LeVar Burton pops up in it. Yeah, that would not surprise me at all. Like it, It's one of those where, like, you know how, like, Karen Gillan has been cast in a bunch of stuff over the last seven years because directors and writers working on this project have gone, I loved her in Doctor Who, I just want to put her in this. Yeah. Like, this is very much a, we loved Star Trek The Next Generation, how do we get yeah. as many of them as possible to star in our cartoon? Uh, the Santa Claus, 1994. It's funny because Tim Allen, Santa dies, and I've never really given a shit about this movie. <coughs> Uh, <laughs> I'll give it. I'll give it credit that it, it it the opening gambit of the movie, the first act conclusion is the death of Father Christmas. That's pretty kind of like ballsy. Do you know what else is ballsy? Trying to convince people this is worth watching. The Spider Man nineteen ninety four animated series. Hate it. I loved it when I was a kid. It's not aged well. Oh god, it's at all. They try to fit so much in twenty minutes. Yeah. And it, it, there's, it never breathes ever. It just sucks. Although FM Zimbalist Junior is Doc Ock. Okay. He was pretty great. So great that the the PS1 game in 99 still has him as Doc Ock in it, despite it having nothing to do with the game, or the TV series. He still has him as Doc Ock. 1995. He was also the voice of Alfred in Batman Animated Series. That's great. Let's carry on. <laughs> no! This episode will be four hours Jesus long. Christ! Um, 1995 gives us heavyweights. The fuck is going on there? I don't know. Why a, is Ben Stiller from Tropic Thunder it's a, a sky ghost next to some kids with a giant sandwich? With another kid in it. There's another kid in the sandwich. What? Wait, are his feet out the back and his head out the top? Yeah. But based on the proportion of the sandwich to the other kids, that kid is supernaturally tall. Or, or Matt, they've cut them in half. And stretched them out. And stretched them out. Fuck knows what that movie is. And the upper half is still alive. And providing, presumably, the red sauce of the sandwich. Tall Tale, The Unbelievable Adventure from 1995, which again... Looks like a much older movie. Yeah. Going off the thumbnail. I wonder if some of these are straight to TV movies. Must be. That were made for the respective networks Disney used to do business with. So they just look cheap as fuck. Yeah. Because they are. Because this is is pre-ABC. A goofy movie. I have a soft spot for this. It's way better than the show. While You Were Sleeping from 1995. Weird choice. Who's in it? Bill Pullman and um, Sandra Bullock. Really strange. It's the it's the one where he's like, a woman finds a man, gets injured, and he's in a coma, and she goes to the hospital with him, and then she pretends to be his fiance while he's in a coma. You mean one of those things that at the time seemed charming, but in more modern times seems sort of rapey? Yeah. 
Yeah. Also, it looks like he's about to throw her on the tracks. Yeah, probably. Wait, is that the final scene? Probably, I don't you know. You pretended to be my wife and spent all my money while I was sleeping. You're gonna die. Pocahontas. Have you ever heard the wolf cry to the blue corn moon? I've Don't heard any that of those song too fucking times. I'll tell you this. Beautifully animated. It's not great. For me, that's the low point of the Renaissance. Yeah, probably. Also, Although, because they're also trying Christine to... Bale's in it. Also, they're trying to do the whole fucking revisionist history with well, Native American. that's the main thing, reason yeah. why it's the low point. Yeah. Um, the rest of them are at least based on folklore and like old stories from eons ago. But we've not seen the last of Pocahontas on this list. Oh um, shit, son! 1995's Operation Dumbo drop, which, which has <laughs> nothing to do with Dumbo. But it, it what it's what I think at one point in the movie they refer to the elephant as Dumbo, and that's why they gave it that title. It's fucking. Um... <laughs> its original title was Operation Jumbo Drop. Drop. <sighs> Terrible. Hi, I'm here all week. It's Danny Glover. Yes, it is. And Ray Liotta. Yeah. And Dennis Leary. And what are they, Matt? They are Sky Ghosts. Yes. And there's an elephant wearing a parachute. That's Operation Dumbo Drop. We're in the mid-90s, guys, and there are still Sky Ghosts. And talking about the mid- mid-90s, we've got Fuck the fucking sideways. most mid-90s kid in the world is a kid in King Arthur's Court from 1995. He's magically teleported into King Arthur's Court wearing rollerblades and a, and a baseball, baseball cap. cap. Holy shit, he's extreme. I think he's actually just in full baseball gear, but with roller skate, rollerblades. You know, like a baseballer. Fucking hell. Get ready for one of the most uh, cartoons ever made. 1995's Timon and Pumbaa. Timon and Pumbaa. From it's The Lion King. fine. The, in the UK, we got the pilot, uh, a pilot that was like three episodes cut into a film, a wraparound animation. Mm. And for that, uh, it's actually Nathan Lane as Timon. He doesn't reprise the role in the series, but for the the, the 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 film version that was put on VHS, he plays him in the wraparounds and dubbed the episodes within the, the, that version. Interesting. It's really weird. So when I watched the series, I can't remember what it is, but the guy who plays him in it is really good. But it was like, why not, wait, what? Why did you get Nathan Lane for the tape then? Why did you just get this guy? I don't understand. It, uh, basically, if you think Timon and Pumba need to break the fourth wall and interact with like modern day Western stuff... Enjoy. 1995's Frank and Ollie. The fuck? Is so, this about mm. Disney animators? Yeah. I did not know this existed. So this looks to be a uh, documentary of sorts. Also, unless you pair him up with Baloo, like, immediately, Mowgli is a creepy thing to include in any poster. Why is that naked child following those men? This is a documentary <laughs> about two famed Disney animators, Frank Thomas and Ollie Johnston. I will watch the fuck out of that. <clears throat> Do you know what else I watched the fuck out of them? Laugh because of the dog textures. Pixar's first arrival on the Disney scene, 1995's Toy Story. A movie about purpose and delusion. It's great. It's a classic. Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Brad Renfro, the late Brad Renfro, star in Tom and Hook. What is that on the left? That's a map with an X in it and then a knife in the map. Oh, Floating on a white background, so this which looks, could could possibly be perceived to be sky. This looks like it's some sort of modern day Tuckleberry Finn thing. Yeah. Um, and they are definitely sort of sky ghosts. Muppet Treasure Island. Stone Cold Classic. 1996. Stand back, boys. This is my only number. James and the Giant Peach. 1996. Oh my god, of course, yes. It was always I, a Disney because it was a touchstone. I like James and the Giant Peach yeah, it, quite it, a lot. It, it, it's, it's, it's not... It's not great in terms of its script and everything, 
But the casting is superb and the visuals are wonderful to look at. Absolutely solidifying why Henry Selick was the key component to making The Nightmare Before Christmas a near-perfect movie. Mm -hmm. Because everyone always goes, Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's like, yeah, because he wrote the poem and designed the characters. It's a Henry Selick movie. And the stop motion in this film like made me go, I love this guy. Also, Cap- uh, Captain Jack. Also, Jack Sparrow. Oh, my God. Also, Jack Skellington appears Jesus. in it as a pirate captain <laughs> in, the, in the scene on the boat under the ocean. <laughs> I'm getting confused because it's Jack Skellington as a pirate and I'm wearing a t-shirt with what words written right on the top? Jack Sparrow. So there we go. Confused myself. Um, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. My favourite of the 90s films. I like it down. Beautiful soundtrack. Kazam! Fucking Kazam! Kazam! With from 1996. The one where Shaq is a genie. With the great Irish actor Shaquille O'Neal. Um, <laughs> Jack! Fucking from 1996. Hell. The one where Robin Williams is a, a young boy who has a disorder where he grows into an adult man. Now this is... Fox film initially, I, think I believe, because so. at this point he was not in speaking terms with Disney. Just feels like a weird inclusion. But then they made up because he came back for Aladdin and the King of Thieves, the straight to VHS movie, which is again fine. It's definitely better than Return to Return of Jafar, but Return of Jafar has Jonathan Freeman as Jafar in it, so it's up to you basically. First kid is this the action, kid as a president. Live action movie about the president's son, I guess. Yeah, but Matt. What are they also behind the White House? The sky goes behind the White House. The sky goes behind the And there's the two White characters House. looking over their sunglasses, so you know they've got attitude. Dude, son. Fucking hell. Quack pack. pack. This is shite, but if you like Huey, Dewey, and Louie and you want to see them through a 90s prism, tuck in. Mighty Ducks animated series. That was actually pretty fun. It was a superhero show, wasn't it? Because it had nothing to do with it. Have you noticed the Mighty Ducks hasn't been on this Mighty list? Ducks isn't on there. The Mighty Ducks, a film about ice hockey kids and their lovable teacher and the story of togetherness and teamwork and all that shit. And not then, on here. Not on here. The animated series, which is a superhero show about extreme anthropomorphic ducks. Literal fighting. Mighty Ducks. If I remember correctly, the villain was Tim Curry because it was the 90s, of Could course. Probably. Um, is on here, though. How weird. The Incredible Hulk cartoon du- from du- 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 Hulk, duh, duh. That one was okay, if I remember correctly. The live-action 101 Dalmatians from 96 with Glenn Close. Pretty solid. Should have been the first and last of the live-action remakes. The 1997 remake of, of that, that darn, darn cat. cat. And you know this darn cat is a remake that was necessary in the 90s, folks, because what's the cat wearing, Matt? Sunglasses. Fuck off, movie. Um... Jungle, jungle to Jungle, to jungle which, always com- which always confused everybody, myself included, because they do the very late 90s thing of using numbers. Yeah. So it's Jungle to Jungle. But it's not a, se- it's it's not not a sequel. sequel. And yet that stylized choice makes you think, is this a follow-up? Yes, yeah, a sequel to George of the Jungle. Um, oh, God. Is that on here? Should be. I don't know. That is naff, but like in a charming way. Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Yeah, which is the last of the Honey movies, I think. Uh, mm, honey, honey, We Shrunk the... Honey, we blo- honey I don't I blew know, because the they did a series. Honey, I Blew Up the Baby. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Honey, I Blew Up the Baby. Honey, We Blew Up the Kid. Blew Up the Kids. So. <laughs> it was Baby. I don't know. No, no. That was the first film, wasn't it, in the series? And then... No. Honey, sure... honey We Shrunk the Kids is the first I'm one. I'm sure that's the second film in the series. No, we've just done them. I know, in all, I know, in but not saying, we've not seen Honey, I Blew Up the Thingy. So yes, I'm, we have. Have we? Yeah. <gasps> oh my God, I'm getting Alzheimer's. You're probably too busy quoting something. Do you know what so, I need to be? 
Smart guy. 1997. 1997. You know he's smart because they've drawn a pencil next to them. Um, the brave little toaster to the rescue. So not even the brave little toaster. The brave this little is toaster again, to the a- rescue. Because again, this is an acquisition. It's not a Disney original. Oh, man. How weird. Uh, Hercules, 1997. Alan Menken delivers a fucking killer score and the animation's gorgeous, but I understand why it's people's least favourite. However, it's not Pocahontas. So. Pooh's Grand Adventure, The Search for Christopher Robin. Yeah, that was fine. Recess! Oh! <gasps> amazing animated series if you've never seen it do watch it Beauty and the Beast Enchanting Christmas get to fuck but Tim Curry's the villain Flubber Tim Curry's the villain he's a CGI organ Flubber Flubber aka the remake of The Absent-Minded Professor starring Robin Williams who'd made up with them 1998's Ruby Bridges wait hang on this is a a drama with sky ghosts on a white background they're sky ghosts yeah Uh, this was one series if I remember correctly and it was fine Silver Surfer, 1998. Silver Surfer, 1998. It's not bad. Silver Surfer. It's not bad. Is that, Be- a, su- is that a Super Scroll? Yeah. Well, yeah, probably. Not bad. Um, Be- uh, Bell's Magical World. Which was a pilot for a TV series that never happened. It's three short uh, stories and they're all garbage. Enjoy. Meet the Deedles. What the fuck is that? And why do they have giant blue quiffs? Two dudes. Clearly superimposed. With um, wave quiffs. Gotta be about surfers. Yeah. Miracle at Midnight. Huh? Uh? Is this a Holocaust drama? Possibly. Guy on the far right. Is that where I think it is? That's Will Wheaton, yeah. Holy shit. I'm sure it is. Shut up, Wesley. In the Holocaust. <laughs> join the Brave Little Toaster as he goes to Mars. In the th- Brave Little Toaster threequel. We still haven't had the first one. Mulan. I've got a soft spot for it. You lucky dog. Wait, hang on. Is this another dog-based comedy? You lucky dog. Is that dog and that guy Sky Ghosts in a bubble? Yeah, Bubble Sky Ghosts. <laughs> Parent Trap remake. Parent Trap remake from 1998. Starring Lindsay and Lohan. <laughs> Which is weird because Mary-Kate and Ashley were a thing. No, no, no. no. This is weird. Pocahontas oh. 2. Journey to a New World. Garbage fire. In this thumbnail, she is literally fresh off the boat with her animal friends. Garbage fire. Fuck that. Brink. <laughs> 1998. Sorry. Oh my God, sorry. I wasn't prepared for how 90s this thumbnail was going to be. Rollerblades, pads and helmet. It's definitely a skating thing. Oh God. Hercules animated series from 1998. Pretty great. If continuity drives you wild, ignore it. But it's pretty great. Now this has made me realise something weird. The Jungle Book, Mowgli's story, the 1998 straight to VHS movie. This is a prequel to 1994's The Jungle Book. The live action movie made by Touchstone and Disney. Which isn't on here. Which isn't on here. How strange. Out of the box. Out of the box. Looks like a family sitcom. Cool. I guess. Halloween Town. This is a classic to American audiences because it got repeated like every year and started like the tradition of the Disney Channel having a Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the only one to get sequels, I believe. So we'll keep an eye out for those. You'll Speaking of sequels, he lives in you. The Lion King 2 Simba's Pride. Yeah, featuring Simba as a... a sky Ghost. Despite the fact his dad should be the Sky Ghost. Hey. Uh, Simba's Pride is fine. Its most notable uh, points are that it's the only straight-to-DVD one they ever did with fucking stellar animation. Uh, and also the songs, especially the ones by um, uh, Ladysmith Black Mambazo, made it into the musical. We've got a couple of uh, Christmas classics. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'll be the judge of that. Right, right. Like classics, I mean, not classics. We've got Richie Rich's Christmas Wish. A sequel to the Macaulay Culkin film, which we've not had. And it doesn't have Macaulay Culkin in it. Yeah. And, um, and I'll be home for Christmas. Starring a cool kid leaning on a cactus and not yeah. being in pain. He'll be a sky ghost soon. <laughs> the, the, the cactus also has uh, Christmas lights on it. Of course. Um, a Bug's Life, 1998, Pixar Return. Yeah, and deliver a film that's often forgotten, but not that bad, really. The 1998 live-action Mighty Joe Young. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, 1999's So Weird. Whatever no that idea, is. idea, but they all look like hobos. 1999 Zenon, Girl of the 21st Century. Oh, that's going to be interesting to That's got to be a Disney TV movie, isn't it? How bold do you have to be to be like, girl of the 21st century on the fucking eve of the 21st century? That's isn't it? Uh, back the to My Favourite Martian remake. Yeah, with, again, Christopher Lloyd. Um, Having a larger head Disney in the poster comedy, for some reason. Uh, with uh, Jeff Daniels. That is not a great film. Doug's first movie. no Doug series. Yeah, that's really weird. Weird, weird, weird. Ten things I hate about you. I blame Patty Mayonnaise. I bet she's up to something or other. Chris, ten things I hate about you. Look at baby Heath Ledger there. Rest in peace, dude. That's not a bad film. Ten things I hate. That that was the high school sophomore remake of, uh, adaptation of Romeo and Juliet, wasn't it? No, Taming the Shrew. Taming the Shrew, sorry, yes. Yeah. Which was the Romeo and Juliet remake that came out around that time that was also the same sort of formula? Oh, God knows. Uh, um, can of Worms. What I, the fuck is that? I don't know, but I'm aroused. There is a mouth with eyes on stalks. But what else is it? That What else is that slug-based creature? It's a sky ghost, it's a I guess. It's a fucking sky ghost. Um, 1999's the 13th year, which looks like it's about a mermaid boy with fish legs that form in the water. How does... The, I don't even want to know. Who knows? Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. Never heard of it, but it's really good. Smart House from 1999. Uh, it's a family on a sky background. Are they all sky ghosts? Yes. Please just avoid this. It's bad. Matthew it's Broderick actually is terrible bad. as always in a movie, which is terrible. It's Yeah, it's not good. Oh, Michelle Trachtenberg's Penny, so that's cute. Johnny Tsunami. Before, before she was Harriet the Spy. Johnny Tsunami. He's surfing, surfing out of the 90s. Surfing in Alaska, I guess. Um, <laughs> Genius <laughs> from 1999, which features a nerdy kid morphing into a cool kid. Fuck off. Spider-Man Unlimited. <laughs> Very limited. It was one series and, and it was terrible. Wasn't good. Don't look under the bed. All right. A kid's horror series? I mean, they're looking at the ceiling in the thumbnail, so... Uh, the Avengers United They Stand Oh, oh my god, guys, if it's you love Marvel woof. and want to hate yourself, then you need to watch Avengers United They Stand. Uh, bad TV let me show. just Let me just get this clip. That is Hank Pym in the foreground, isn't it? Uh, I can't know if it's Hank or Scott, but it it's, must be it's Hank. a Ant-Man. It must be Hank, because he's the inventor and leading the team. Oh, well, guess And then. that's Hawkeye in a very 90s outfit. Yeah. Wonder Man and Scarlet Witch, not looking too terrible. She looks kind of cool. Um... 1999's Annie. The TV movie version the of TV Annie. TV movie version. <gasps> it's a hard knock life because rights. Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. That's a really charming straight to DVD film. Horse Sense. All I know is two sky ghosts are staring at each other um, from underneath the brim of their cowboy hats. One of them's chewing on an ear of corn. Actually, based on his eyesight, eyeline, he can't see anyone. He's staring at the brim of his hat. Yeah. The hell? Yeah. You know, you got to stare at the brim of your hat sometimes. Toy Story 2. Perfect movie. Really fucking creepy. And now we're into the 2000s. We've got Fantasia 2000. Awful but beautiful animation. 
Up, up and away! Fantasia 2000, the Michael Eisner Fantasia. It's got a shitload of celebrities in it for reasons, introducing sure. the segments. Sure, sure. There's a reason it's not included in the main canon, usually. Sure, sure. Up, up and away looks to be a fan of superheroes, maybe? Yeah, I, can't, I don't know if they're flying or sky also, maybe but it looks, But it looks like a mid-70s film again. Yeah, it's weird. That's so strange. The Colour of Friendship. I Is is this a is this a drama about racial tension? Probably. But for kids. Weird. That's a like title the Tigger movie that's fine an extremely goofy movie the 90s comes late because it takes three years to animate um Whispers an elephant's tail eh looks like a documentary about elephants yeah I guess Alley Cat Strike the 90s carries over into the 2000s again for some reason bowling especially the kids haircut I mean look at it kids are bowling that's some curtains man uh Rip Girls looks like about girl surfers Okay, but they've specifically chosen a picture that makes the main character look like Moana cosplay. Of course they have. Miracle in Lane 2. Do I have to see Miracle in Lane? To I don't know. the events of the Frankie Muniz vehicle Miracle in Lane 2. I think it's two. some kind of racing thing. Matt, is he a sky ghost? He is a sky ghost Holy above shit. a racetrack. Holy like. shit. <gasps> dinosaur. Remember Dinosaur? No, no one, one remembers Dinosaur. But that's coming out. Stepsister from Planet Weird. Okay. Even Stevens. Now, I will fight for this. It was obnoxious, but 14-year-old me, when it finally got repeats on CBBC in, like, 2005, really liked it. Bruce Willis... Early Shia LaBeouf. Bruce Willis is the kid. I don't even remember what the hell that's about, but what is he, Matt? He's definitely a sky ghost. He's a fucking sky ghost, I think it's about Bruce Willis... And a younger version of himself, maybe, as a kid. I don't know. I don't know. It's the, don't I think it's got something to do with baseball. Do you know what you are? Ready to run! Really? Oh, from 2000. Yeah, yeah. the film with the horse. Yeah. So surely be, ready horse. To, surely be ready to gallop. Quince. What? From 2000. Okay. Is she a sky ghost? She's a sky ghost surrounded, surrounded by... by other sky ghosts, mostly babies. Surrounded by her quintuplet siblings. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Jesus Christ! The other me. <gasps> what? What? There's two. There's two boys. Okay. Uh, there's just two boys. Oh Jesus! Here we go. The Little Mermaid Two: Return to the Sea. Ursula's crazy sister. Avoid it. Remember the Titans from 2000. It's uh, a sports drama. I don't though. Sorry. What is that face? That's a sky that's, that's ghost. Denzel face. sky ghost right there. Uh, Mom's got a date with a vampire. Classic for TV movie fans. Not that great. X-Men Evolution, the series. Pretty damn great, People, well, I, I kind of skipped the X-Men Evolution series, but people think it's... You know people when people do deviant art concepts of cast of characters from franchises as high school kids? Well, imagine that, but it's actually followed through on, and it's good? Yeah, I hear it's good. That's X-Men Evolution. <laughs> I hear it's good. Um, Phantom of the Megaplex from 2000. Phantom of the Opera set in a cinema, yet everyone looks like they're in the 90s. Fine. Late 80s, I'd say. <laughs> Yeah, oh god. Um, 102 Dalmatians live action sequel. You know, the first one was pretty solid. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. The Ultimate Christmas Present from 2000. This is like Santa and an old Mrs. Claus. Probably going to get it on. That's the Ultimate Christmas Present. Is it a porn? I don't know, probably. They snuck one in. They snuck a porn into Disney Plus. Definitely not. The Emperor's New Groove. I like this more as time goes by. It's very quotable. Xenon, the sequel. Fuck off. The sequel. They spelled sequel with a Z. Uh, Lizzie McGuire? Yeah. Uh, influential show that a lot of people grew to love. The Book of Pooh. From Disney Junior. Puppet Winnie the Pooh. I'll say this. If you're a fan of puppets, 
there's a lot to like in this, but it is unnerving if you're not a fan of puppets to look at Winnie the Pooh characters as puppets. Recess! School's out! The straight-to-VHS film! That was pretty solid, actually. Although, more work for James Woods, so, you know, how much James Woods you can stomach in 2019 is up to you. Motocrossed! 90s! In 2001! Lady in the Tramp 2, Scamp's Adventure. Sure. Sure. The Look of the Irish! Oh, he's small! Is he a leprechaun? tiny basketball player! Christ. Hounded from 2001. Right, we're entering the era of straight-to-DVD comedies featuring animals and comedians. Hounded. We're back in it. Hounded. Atlantis, oh, The Lost Empire! Goddamn stone-cold bit of brilliance that you all have ignored. Go back and watch it. It's amazing. Really Michael awesome. J. Fox, Leonard Nimoy, it's got star cast. It's brilliant. The Jenny Project. It's about teaching a chimp sign language by the looks of it. I'm up for that. Seems um, fun. The Princess Diaries. Yep, there's a reason why people love it. Uh, Jumping Ship. Which has like the 2000s romantic comedy DVD cover Yeah, the, the three three strips with a character in each one. That's really strange. Very odd. Don't know what it's about. Jumping Ship, probably. <laughs> the the Puff Point. No, say the word how it's spelled. The Poof Point. Yep. Is it Poof or Puff? Poof. Poof. The I've poof got a feeling point. there's some genie-esque stuff going on here yeah, based on the big magical like darts. and Two two kids looking confused as what I assume are their parents are on a bike, I guess. I don't know. Maybe? Who knows? Or dares to dream. Halloween Town 2. Calabar's Revenge. Revenge. Monsters Inc. Classic. Twas the Night from 2001. Looks like a straight video Christmas comedy bullshit. Uh, three days in 2001. It I don't looks like it's about, it's about God. But there's sky ghosts and a man holding a glowing crucifix. The poster is just sky ghosts. And people and uh, someone's injured on a crossroads. It's probably about God. Snow dogs. Snow dogs. It's lots of dogs. And there's a die in a parka. So it's going to be about snow dogs. <laughs> so <laughs> this thumbnail. <laughs> let me tell you about this thumbnail. This is... Let me tell you a little story, friends. Two female basketball players. Yep. Um, <laughs> smiley faces. They look really happy. They look really happy. Like, they're glowing, almost. They're and glowing. The title is... They've just done something they're really happy about. The title is Double Teamed. Oh, dear. That has unfortunate implications. Uh, Return to Neverland. Yeah. 2002. Uh, the first and... Uh, I think the f- one of only two... Disney straight-to-DVD movies to get a theatrical release. Was the other one Cinderella 2 Dreams Come True? No. Oh. Thank Christ. Um, Cadet Kelly <clears throat> from 2002. Stylish young girl goes to military school, it looks like. Cool. <laughs> the Hunchback of Notre Dame 2. Awful fucking garbage fire burner in hell, please. Hellfire, hellfire in my skin. True Confessions. Spelt T-R-U because trendy? I don't know. The Rookie from 2002. This is the one that's about baseball, not the kid. Yeah, Who knows? It is also about baseball. And by the look of it, two Sky, Sky Ghosts. Ghosts. Sky Ghosts above the oil fields of somewhere. Speaking of Sky Ghosts. Attack of the Clones. I don't know how that works, but yay. <laughs> the worst Star Wars movie by my money. Kim Possible. What's the sitch? Excellent. Get Disney Plus to watch Kim Possible. What's the sitch? Lilo and Stitch. Get get Disney Plus to watch Lilo and Stitch. It's freaking amazing. Lilo and Stitch is great. Or uh, family. Get a clue. 
Is uh, it a Lohan vehicle? Lohan vehicle? No idea. This next um, one perplexes the fuck out of me. Tarzan and Jane, which is uh, again, it's a combi- it's a combination of three episodes of the Tarzan animated series with a wraparound that was released on video. It's made me realize two things: one, where's Tarzan the animated series, and two, where's where was Tarzan? Tarzan? Where the fuck was Tarzan? The country bears. <laughs> They will haunt your nightmares. The first Disney theme park film, technically, yeah. based on a theme park yeah. attraction. And you know it what? It's great. In fact, they kept so little shits about it. The Country Bears Jamboree in Disneyland in California closed about a year before the film came out. Well, you know what we've got to do then? we got to kick it up. we got to kick it up. It's Jumping Women, the movie. Yeah. Maybe the series. They I don't know happy. what it doesn't say. They look happy in a way. A ring of endless light. Underwater ghosts. Swimming and a dolphin. A, a sinister looking... That dolphin looks like it's seen some mm-hmm. shit and it's about to do something to those people. The Scream Team. I... I it's definitely think about ghosts. What on earth is going on? Took Everlasting. Uh, field ghosts. Field ghosts. They're ghosts in the foreground. Running in baggy shirts. The Santa Claus 2. Because one was not enough. <laughs> uh, Winnie the Pooh, a very merry poo year. That was a straight-to-video Christmas short. Yeah, that might be fun. Treasure Planet! Highly underrated. Please watch it. It's fucking stellar. Emma Thompson is great in it. You wish. No, she was. She was really good in it. No, the next thing is you wish. Oh, right. Is that the one with the kid on the American football team and he's a sky ghost and the yeah, poster for reasons? Looks like it. And also it. it's weirdly cropped so that the two characters on its faces are cropped in weird ways in a way that's really fucking unprofessional for a giant multi-billion dollar company to put out as an official promo still. Disney! That's so Raven. Uh, I was never really a fan because I kind of missed me, but people love it, so give it a watch. 101 Dalmatians 2... Patches London Adventure, so it's the sequel to the animated film, not the sequel to the live-action film. Yep. That's what we need to say about that. The uh, Jungle Book 2. The only other theatrically released straight-to-DVD film that they made. I've got that on Blu-ray because it was cheaper to buy the box, the set, box set of the two. Of one and yeah. two than it was to buy Jungle Book on its own on Blu-ray. Like Peter Pan Returns Neverland, it's really beautifully animated for a Disney Toon project. And it definitely looks good on a big screen, but it's it's a pointless film. Christopher, Inspector Gadget too. Now, now, who's the guy from Will and Grace who played his played Jack the friend or whatever that guy? Because that's who's playing him in this one. It's a sequel to the Matthew Broderick movie, but has none of the same actors at all. And this guy plays Inspector Gadget like the cartoon version of Inspector Gadget. French Stewart. Fred Stewart, that's it. Unlike um, Matthew Broderick, who just was Matthew Broderick in a trench coat. Do you remember in the first one? Did you see the Matthew Broderick Inspector Gadget? Oh, yeah. It was there's, awful. there's an evil gadget he fights, and it, he performs that, because it's Matthew Broderick in both roles. He performs that doing the like, go, go, gadget, like that sort of voice. In this, they go, why aren't we doing that from the beginning? So this guy just does it like that from the top. It's no good. It's a piece of shit. And you can tell it's a piece of shit, Matt, because to try and convince you to watch it, they've put a cute dog in the thumbnail. A cute dog. Go, go, gadget, fuck me. The villains. Do. Although, although also in the first one, Rupert Everett's claw, and you see him the entire time. Yeah. And his claw is that just pincer. Yeah. And this, it's meant to be the same character, but he's now in shadow all the time. You only ever see his hand, as it should be. And yep. I think Frank Welker does the voice. Of course Frank Welker so... does the voice. Next time, Gadget. 
Piglet's big movie. Garbage, but, you know, characters are fun. Right on track. It's two young girls. They're racers, I suppose. And half the poster is a sky ghost. The Lizzie McGuire movie. Pretty fun, I remember. Uh, Atlantis Milo's Return. Failed pilot for a failed TV show. Shit. Avoid. Finding Nemo. Amazing. Possibly Pixar's most visually striking movie to date. The Even Stevens movie. If you like the show, I guess. Look at Shia LaBeouf there. Look at him. Doing it for the money and having fun. Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl! The greatest live-action, family-friendly adventure film made in the 21st century. Avoid the rest of it. Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. Playing baseball with a spatula. Inside a Disney Channel logo. They've literally just transplanted what would have been the logo for the on-screen continuity links. Why not? Freaky Friday remake. 2003 Freaky Friday. Good times. Is it? Probably. 2003's The Cheetah Girls. Don't know. The Sky Ghost. Stitch! The movie! Nope. (laughs) Deep Blue. It's about penguins. It's the exact same poster as the elephant one, except (laughs) with penguins. (laughs) Lilo and Stitch the series. It was fine. Uh, Brother Bear. Really well animated, but not one of my favourites. Although, uh, the most entertaining thing to come out of it is Joaquin Phoenix being unnecessarily hostile in the press interviews for it. Look him up on YouTube. Full Court Miracle, 2003. It's Again, a, looks like a mid-70s movie. It's a boy with motion blur added in Photoshop. The Haunted Mansion for 2003. Burn it at the stake! I hate it so much. But, but, friend of the show, Dan Sherratt, adores it. And one day, we will fucking get him to we'll, either do we'll, a big we'll, damn cast we'll do it. We'll or do a it. commentary with we'll him. We'll do it. We'll do it. Uh, recess, all grow down. Baby recess. Yeah, not good. Uh, recess, taking the fifth... Great. Not good. These were the weird later recess attempts to reboot it by doing it as DVD movies, but they weren't as good as the show. Yeah, it seems bad. The Young Black Stallion. Sounds like the hottest porno there ever. There is a Sky Ghost horse. There's a Sky Ghost horse. Pixel Perfect from 2004. Sure, that's I'm aged gonna well. Guess, I'm going to guess it's weird science, but with computers. And she's a rock star. Yeah. Um, I, that's what I'm going to guess. I Oh, God. That's all I'm saying. Oh, God. Uh, Teacher's Pet, <clears throat> 2004. That was a fun series. Miracle. Well, hang on, Teacher's Pet. Is it the film? I, uh, I think it might be the film, not the show. I, yeah, I can't like comment. It. The show was fun. Miracle, 2004. Is it another sports movie? It's a sports movie is about... It a sky ghost? Hockey. It's a hockey sky ghost. Jesus Christ. The Lion King, one and a half. Excellent. Really fun. Lion King is... Um, Freaking... Uh, oh, my God. Which one's ha- Lion King? Lion King's Hamlet. Yes. Yeah. This is Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Fantastic. It's br- it's like that is that that was the motivation behind it. It's the story of Timon and Pumbaa before, during, and slightly after the events of Lion King. It's so well done. Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Sure was. Winnie the Pooh. Springtime with Rue. I've never seen it, but the title alone makes me smile. It looks. Oh, it's Winnie the Pooh out. It's going to be adorable. Going to the mat. Again, that looks like it's come out of a different decade. Looks like a sports thing. Home on the Range. Shite. And a waste of Judy Dench. Basically killed hand-drawn animated movies from uh, Disney for a while, didn't it? It was a mix of the rise of uh, CG animated ones and DreamWorks' output. And then the fact that wasn't a very good film killed it stone dead, yeah. Uh, Sacred Planet looks like a nature documentary. Zenon Z3. Oh, God. They did three of those things. There's three, there's three, 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 three. Mm. Phil of the future! Is he using a remote control to move the couch? Looks like it. Fuck that. Um, fuck you me. nearly looked at the fake thumbnail again, didn't you? I did. <laughs> Disney Plus Plus Chill. America's Heart and Soul. Uh, probably a documentary? Probably about the veterans. Stuck in the Suburbs. 
That's a bad thumbnail. Tiger Cruise. What? Bill Pullman, I guess. It's a Sky Ghost. Bill Pullman is a Sky Ghost. Princess Diaries 2, Royal Engagement. Uh, fine, more of the same. Hilariously um, uh, uncomfortable Stanley cameo as a foreign diplomat. Oh, God. Mickey Stanley's w- in it for... Re- I think he was a friend of the producer. Because it's just like, why is Stanley in this? But it's this strange. Mickey Donald Goofy, The Three Musketeers. Yeah, that was fun. I didn't realise that was that late, though. Empire of Dreams, story of the Star Wars trilogy. Oh, cool. Documentaries have inherited. Um, Halloween, Halloween Town High. High. The prequel to Halloween Town. The Incredibles. Best Fantastic Four movie ever made. Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. That's fun. I've got that one on DVD. It's really fun. Now You See It. It's a thing about kids and magic. Isn't that weird that a few years later, Now You See Me comes out mm. in like 2010? It was the Deep, the James Cameron underwater documentary. Because he had to... Uh, find a way to save money on all of his unnecessary underwater explorations so wrote off as a business expense for a documentary Mulan 2 awful Pooh's Heffalump movie not great The Pacifier with Vin Diesel fuck me (laughs) (laughs) because in the 2000s tough guys who were younger than Arnold Schwarzenegger took on the mantle oh they already did it with Mr. Nanny and Hulk Hulk Hogan Hulk Hogan was an anomaly Hulk Hogan happened pre and during Arnold's comedy turn and then after Arnold kind of stopped and went into government it was Vin Diesel The Rock like a bunch of others like took the mantle of we're a tough guy in a quirky situation Uh, Millions from 2005 Uh, is that is that child psychically making it rain money? It's a kid who wins the lottery or something like that. A kid oh. gets millions or something. Buffalo Dreams, 2005. Is it a cycling film? Uh, there's a sky ghost behind someone. There is a sky ghost behind them. A very faint sky ghost. Ice Princess. Is that is that Michelle Trachtenberg? Yes. Oh, watch it for Michelle Trachtenberg. A post-Buffy um, Michelle Trachtenberg. The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Uh, it's beloved. I can see why the clips I've seen make it look fun. Kim Possible Movie sold the drama. Uh, yeah, it was all right. I remember that being okay. How dogs got their shapes. We're into National Geographic stuff now, because also National Geographic is on Disney+. Plus. That's a cute thumbnail. Um, God damn it! Put a cute dog in the thumbnail that isn't a shaggy dog next to a random comedian as a sky ghost, and I'll probably watch it. Star Wars, Revenge of the Sith. Everyone who defends it is wrong. <laughs> Go figure. Is it a skating movie? It looks like it's a figure skater who becomes a hockey player. Oh, God. Uh... Herbie, fully loaded. The reboot no one wanted, and indeed, no one liked. Life Although is... Michael Keaton's in it. So there you go. Life is rough. Oh, fuck off. It's a dog, and there's a kid. Wait. And the kid's in the doghouse. Wait, he's in the doghouse, and the dog's on top, smiling, and there's a girl nearby, and what are they, Matt? They're all, technically. Well, they're on a patch of grass, which is in the sky. Yeah. Their sky goes... Um, Valiant's owned by Disney now! Valiant! The CGI, not quite DreamWorks because it was made by Fox Movie about carrier pigeons during the war, which had a star-studded cast at the time, and that's so weird to think that's a Disney film now. The Proud Family movie? Yeah, that was pretty good. The Proud Family was a... F- oh, that's weird. They've not got the Proud Family cartoon, though. There must be stuff missing from this list. Hmm. Uh, Lilo and Stitch 2, Stitch has a glitch. But that one was okay. It sort of ended the run of the animated series and the spin-offs and kind of concluded the mythology that they built up in the show. But yeah. It's, you know, you only really need to watch the first one. The greatest game ever played. Featuring more Shia LaBeouf. It's a period piece with Shia LaBeouf. Who As? Knows? Sky Ghost! Come on, Matt. you got to take another shot. Little Einsteins. You don't need those livers. Little Einsteins. They're not Sky Ghosts because they're in a little spacecraft. You don't need those livers. <laughs> Twitches! I'm going insane. Twitches! 
Are they witches? They're just two witches. Just being just witchy. Two witches. The bond between these two witches. It's, <laughs> it's you know, Chicken Little. Fuck that movie. That single-handedly announced the death of Disney's quality output for their main film. It is not good. And it ruined my 2005 trip to Disneyland Paris by being a thing they were promoting incessantly. The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, The Witch and the Wardrobe. That's a pretty good film, actually. It's a good adaptation. Once Upon a Mattress. Never heard of it, but it's a Princess and the Pea thing, and she's sitting on bricks. Uh, Kronk's New Groove. Uh, High School Musical. It has its fans. Roving Mars. Documentary? Yeah, about the Mars rover, it looks like. The Emperor's New School. TV series. Terrible. Bambi 2. I mean, it's a midquel set during the first act of Bambi between him being born and his mum dying. Not the you often, find out how his father died. Not the often joked about Bambi's revenge, then. That would be great. Uh, <laughs> eight below. What? Sk- dogs, they're sky ghosts. That's exactly the same as that other poster with the huskies from before, except now snow dogs. they're on the left instead of the right. The remake of the Shaggy Dog. Oh, God. With Tim Allen. Yeah. Ugh. Cowbells. Is it Beauty Queen sat on a cow? Beauty Queen sat on a cow because mm. it's the it's B L L E S. Kill me. Hannah Montana. Great, brilliant. A lot of people love that show. I'm sure a whole new generation of kids are going to fall in love with it. The Wild. Garbage. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Yeah, cute. Cars. Fuck off. Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. The title has sold it. I will watch it. <laughs> Martial Arts High School looks like. Um. Garfield, the Taylor Two Kitties. Terrible, but Tim Curry and also look, no Garfield. Look at that Garfield face. That's the sequel. No first one. Well, no, because the Garfield rights got work, sold. John. Garfield rights got sold recently, didn't they? Yeah, so why have they got the second Viacom, one? I think. Why have they got the second I one? I don't know. Bullets won't work, John. Leroy and Stitch. I require lasagna. Leroy and Stitch can go fuck itself. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. It's fine, but it's the beginning of the end. Read it and weep. What? I don't know. It's a high school thing. Yeah. The Replacements. Not the movie with Keanu Reeves. The cartoon. Animated series thing. Which I don't know what that's about. It's There's <clears throat> there's a, a Elvis stuntman looking motherfucker there. <clears throat> Invincible. Sports sports thing. Is that a Sky Ghost in Low Hanging S- Mist? Sky Ghost in Low Hanging Mist with uh, in playing American football, chasing someone. Uh, the Cheetah Girls 2. Cheetah Boogaloo. Brother Bear 2. Oh, God. The other Brother Bear. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic Four World's Greatest Heroes from 2006. I saw that a while ago. I've never seen a it. A couple of episodes. And it's really well animated. It's definitely miles better than the 90s one. When they said you don't need no more, we did. And it was this version. Um, Handy Manny. Yeah, we're into the preschool territory now. Return to Halloween Town. Yeah, the fourth one. Flicker. Do what? It's a it's a horse, sky ghost, rearing, and it's flicker with an A. I feel dirty. Santa Claus 3, the escape clause. Uh, it's Martin Short. Martin Short has fun as Jack Frost. That's that's about it. That, that, you just call the film that. Fox and the Hound 2. A medieval. You know Fox and the Hound was that harrowing story of friendship and how society gives us roles and like it's tough to actually decide whether or not you need to go along with what you've been instructed to do or what your heart says? Yeah. This is a medieval about them joining a band. Cool. Jump in. Alright. Parkour, probably. Cinderella 3, A Twist in Time. Actually, really good. 
Did we see Cinderella 2 in this list? Yes. Okay. This one's really solid. It is a what-if story where the wicked stepmother, I shit you not, gets hold of the fairy godmother's wand. Oh, yeah. We've talked about this before. And changes things. It's actually really interesting. Um, Meet the Robinsons. Shit, but it's got some zany cartoon antics. Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. AKA Pirates of the Caribbean 2 Part 2. It's fine. My Friends Tigger and Pooh. CGI Tigger and Pooh's for eh, whatever, but I don't like the idea of someone who's not Christopher Robin imagining adventures. Johnny Capahala back on board. Again, looks like a mid-80s film. Really weird, isn't it? And, and the Sky Ghosts. Wheel, skate, sky Ghosts and Skateboards. The Secret of the Magic Gourd. I'm sorry. Is that a CGI gourd with That's a, a face? That's a CGI gourd a with a face dancing with a CGI frog on someone's hand. Oh, God. Ratatouille. It's Excellent. great. High School Musical 2. People yeah, sure, like it. Yeah, sure, it's got fans. Phineas and Ferb. Really fun, really zany good. comedy. Dog Whisperer <laughs> with Caesar Milan. Documentary about training dogs. National Geographic. It's a series, I think. Um, the Game Plan. Starring Dwayne... The Rock Not quite Johnson. yet. Dwayne Johnson. The Rock Johnson. With the kid, it, the kid running football players looking after kids. Twitches two, T O O. They're sky ghosts now. Sky ghosts and twitches. Yeah. Wizards of Waverly Place. Yeah, People it's got its fans. Dan in real life. That is a depressing story, and I am actually surprised that's in there. But other sort of hard hitting stuff yeah. isn't. Snow globe. It's a sky ghost and a snow globe. National treasure book of secrets. Where's the Where's first national one? treasure? This is weird. This is weird now. Minutemen. I hate it already. It's E17, go travelling in time. (laughs) (laughs) Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus, best of both worlds concert. Back when Miley Cyrus was the second build name for her performing um, career. What a weird thought. College road trip. Okay. The MCU begins with Iron Man. Fuck yes. Um, Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian. Well shot, mostly empty. National Geographic, Stonehenge Decoded, Secrets Revealed. Uh, yeah, sure. It's just a bunch of rocks, but whatever. Camp Rock? That's a camp where they rock, not... It's not <clears throat> Camp Rock. Oh, this is a shame. Um, oh, Camp Rock. This is the one yeah. where the rocks camp. The rocks camp. Yeah. Wall E. Great movie. Until the 50-minute mark, and then you can turn it off if you want. But if you do, you're a monster. Star Wars, <laughs> The Clone Wars... No, humanity was the monster all along. Is this the series? That's the film. Is it? Yeah. The series is also on here. Oh, good. The series is good. The film is dreck. absolute dreck. It's absolute dreck. Cheetah Girls, One World. I don't know. Cheetah Cheetah Girls movie. The Little Mermaid, Ariel's Beginning. Not good. The Sweet Life on Deck. That's the sequel series to Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Star oh, Wars, The, series, the Clone yeah. Wars, The Series. Thank God. That's really good. Um, It's good. And Disney Plus will be continuing it by giving us some of the yes. unfinished sixth season later next year. High School Musical 3, Senior Year. The only theatrical release. Fine. Tinkerbell. Fuck off. They did loads of those, didn't they? The, because that's what replaced yeah. the Disney Toon Wing. They just started farming it out to this like studio in Korea or whatever, and they kept making CGI Tinkerbell movies. Bolt? Um, Not great. It's Bolt. Iron Man Armored Adventures? Also not great. It's a CGI animated series where he's a kid because we have to young him up. The Crimson Wing, Mystery of the Flamingos. And that's a Disney nature film. So yes. this is a pre-Nat Geo uh, acquisition Disney nature flick. Uh, Wolverine and the X-Men. One series, short-lived, pretty great. Yeah, from what I hear, it was pretty good. Dadnapped. I have no idea, but she seems pretty shocked about it. Jonas Brothers, the 3D concert experience? Oh, I wonder if it'll be in 3D. Kingdom of the Blue Whale? That Geo, fair enough. Hannah Montana, the movie. 
Exciting family entertainment. Hatching Pete. I don't know what's happening it there. It looks like it's a dude who hatches his friend from an egg. And they have dreadful haircuts. Jonas. Which I guess is a, a film from the Disney Channel itself with the Jonas Brothers in it. I thought it was the gritty Jonas Brothers reboot. The strong Christian values. Trail of the Panda. Aww. Easter Island, unsolved. Okay, documentaries, cool, cool. Princess Protection Program. Um, I can't remember who tweeted it, but someone said, I have no idea what this is, but from the title alone, I'm sold. Because, like, is it, is it like, is it like witness protection for a princess? I guess. Is that Selena Gomez on the left? I guess. Uh, okay, sure. Uh, Wizards sure. of Waverly Place, the movie. Yeah, more Selena Gomez. Bizarre dinosaurs. I mean, they're all pretty fucking bizarre. National Geographic, come on. Tinkerbell and the Lost Treasure. <clears throat> Go fuck yourself. The Princess and the Frog. Watch it a thousand times and encourage this bastard company to start making more hand-drawn features. Skyrunners. I have no idea. Looks like It looks like it's two, two guys come across a trash thing. Starstruck. Uh, hang they're, on. They're looking at each other. The poster is stylized as Star... Struck. And yet, according to the title that they've placed with it, it's just Starstruck. Make your mind up, guys. Alice in Wonderland, the live-action remake. Hot garbage! But people fucking love it. Diary of a Wimpy Kid, live-action Yeah, one. but it's also the reason why the live-action remakes are here. No, that's true. Diary of a Wimpy Kid, yeah. Bloody hell. Uh, Waking Sleeping Beauty. I don't know what that is. I don't know. Good luck, Charlie. I don't know what that is. The but... baby has locked all her family outside and she has the keys. She's probably going to die. Toy Story 3. Really freaking good. Den Brother. No idea, but looks like it's about no um, all those scouts that took behind him? Yeah, it looks like it's a, it's a thing about scouts. It's a lot Camp, of berets. Camp Rock 2, the final jam. Camp Rock meets the Jonas Brothers. Uh, Tinkerbell and the Great Fairy Rescue. Fuck yourself. Journey to Shark Eden. Ideal for Shark Week. Mm. Get it in your eyes. Shark Eden. Secretariat. Secretariat, which is about the legendary racehorse, but I hear that name and I just think about the fake panto horse uh, from Craig Ferguson's show. Can I just point something out? What? Where was Incredible Hulk? The second MCU movie. It's not the only one that's missing. Um, oh! The Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Amazing. Great cartoon. Fucking great theme song. The greatest superhero animated show since the end of the DCAU with Justice League Unlimited. Great Migrations. Actually, no, I'll take that back. Spectacular Spider-Man in between. Uh, great Migrations, cool. Is that about uh, butterflies? Dark Geo. I'm down with that. Shake it up. Baby now, twist and shout. Is that early Zendaya? Early Zendaya. Holy shit. Early Zendaya. She's Michi, you know. Zendaya is Michi. <clears throat> Avalon High. Is this the uh, the uh, the attempts to try and sort of create Twilighty Harry Pottery kind of properties on Disney Channel? Yes. Tangled. Fucking superb. Uh, Tron Legacy. Yay! It's not bad. Jake and the Neverland Pirates. Really fun. It's a uh, little kid series, but it's really cute. Wings of Life from Disney Nature. More butterflies. The Sweet Life movie. Which looks really dark for some Grown reason. Grown up Zack and Cody. Wait, wait, is that like a cult? I guess. That's freaking weird. Uh, Lemonade Mouth. Another it's Disney Channel original about a band, film. yeah. Uh, African Cats from Disney Nature. Which is trying to make you think of The Lion King. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Underrated. Not great, but not as terrible as everyone says it is. Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure. Is that a spin-off from High School Musical? I guess. Fucking hell. Kicking It. Looks like it came out of the 80s. What is happening? Kicking It. It's a karate card. If you want Cobra Kai for the brain dead, watch Kicking It. Cars 2. Fuck you. 
Winnie the Pooh from 2011. The last hand-drawn animated movie that Disney released. It's superb. Please watch it. Please. Phineas and Ferb the movie across the second dimension. Phineas and Ferb's always good for a laugh. Um, Teen Spirit. All right. Hang on. We're in 2011. Yeah. No Iron Man 2. Jesse. Sure. Wait, what is that? What is that? I don't know. What is she doing? Is that a lizard on her shoulder? There's a lizard on her shoulder and her friends are holding up a city in her name. Uh Oh. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) When you call it, when that's how you describe it, I want to watch it. That was a very Coach Steve from Big Mouth description. That was really good. Their friends are holding up a city and the city's her name. Um... Does Nick Kroll voice the character by any yep. chance? Yeah, yeah. Brain Game from 2011. It's Nat Geo. Nat Geo also comes um, back with the incredible Dr. Dr. Paul. Uh, Geek Charming. Is that Sarah Hyland from Modern Family? Possibly. She looks really Maybe. young, which is weird because we've seen her younger. The Muppets, 2011. Really freaking nah. charming. A lot of fun. Good luck, Charlie. It's Christmas. What? So I guess the baby let her parents back in. Um, <laughs> 12 Dates of Christmas. Wait, who's in that again? Uh, I don't know. Those guys. So those, those people. Frenemies. Hang on. Hang on. We're in 2012. Yeah. Where is Thor and Captain America the First Avenger? Lab Rats from 2012. Isn't the MCU a big selling point of this service? Ultimate Spider-Man 2012. Terrible show. Chimpanzee from Disney Nature. That's a cute looking chimpanzee. Um, Wait, I'm sorry. There's it, got to be stuff missing from this list. The MCU is a selling point of this app. There's got to be How stuff missing. How the fuck is Fuck Bucket or whatever it was called in this stream? But there's no Captain America the First Avenger. Violetta. Nice, but she's not Cap. Tron Uprising. Uh, oh yeah, that series is apparently pretty good. Uh, Let It Shine. Okay, nice. Po- I'll be honest. That is one of the nicer Disney original promo yeah, images that they put. That is a really well shot in, Enveloped image. by music. Gravity Falls. Excellent show. Uh, Brave. Yeah, it's all right. Better Se- music than film. Secrets of the King Cobra. All right. Crash and Bernstein. Right, now, I've seen a version of that edited to say the title is I Pooped Out a Muppet. Well. <laughs> and it's actually a better title. That's what you did. It looks like that's what you did. <laughs> Girl versus Monster. Yeah, I mean, that's a cool poster. I'm not going to lie. It's, um, like, it's like Buffy for, for teeny boppers. Uh, Secret of the Wings. That's a Tinkerbell sequel. Tinkerbell movie. Fuck that. Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, all right. Santa Paws 2, The Santa Pups. Where was Santa Paws 1? Uh, winged Seduction. Birds of Paradise. I don't think you understand, guys. It's driving my it's driving my OCD to the brink. The Mistletones, a musical. Cool. Why are they looking at each other from across a tiny microphone? The Wizards Return, Alex versus Alex. That's a Wizards of Waverly Place sequel. Iron Man 3. Hang on! <laughs> Where is there, at that point, biggest, highest grossing movie of all time, The Avengers? Life Below Zero. What the fuck, Disney Plus? Avengers Assemble, 2013. Terrible show, don't watch it, it's garbage. Monsters University. It's pretty fun. Teen Beach Movie. I don't know. Literally what it says on the tin. I'm just going to say this, those guys are super fucking strong. Uh, They're lifting up their two friends. Hulk and the Agents of Smash. A lot of fun, short-lived. Super Buddies. Fuck you. It's about dogs. It's, It's a space sequel to Air Buds and now they are superheroes. Sharks of Lost Island. Well, they obviously found it. Thor The Dark World, the right. second one. Cool, yeah. Huh? Frozen. Yeah, everyone loves it with shit. Saving Mr. Banks. Amazing, if a little bit of a lie. Miracle Landing on the Hudson. Cool, Nat Geo, yes. Cloud Nine. As a, it's a oh snowboarding movie. Oh my god, a snowboarding movie. movie that looks again like it should be in the early 90s at the most. 
Marvel Studios assembling a universe. You fucking, like, fooled me, considering how little of it you've put in so far. Muppets Most Wanted. Yeah, a lot of fun. Dr. Oakley, Yukon vet. Is that a sequel to Yvonne of the Yukon? She's she's a vet in the Yukon. Oh, cool. Okay. Bears! Disney Nature. Zapped! <clears throat> More Zendaya. You forget that Zendaya is a in-between... <laughs> she's like an in-between Selena gomez yeah. kind of presence. Uh, Girl Meets World? Uh, oh, the sequel to Boy Meets World, which, if yes. I remember correctly, was a Netflix exclusive? Uh, or at least Netflix had distribution rights. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, like I said, scroll back up. Topanga, second in, the mom, still fucking hottie. <laughs> Groniads of the Galaxy? Okay. How to build a better boy. Fuck off. Gender swaps with science, I'm betting you. That's odd. Um, Star Wars Rebels. Superb. Uh, Dr. K's exotic animal ER. Sure, Nat Geo. The Evermore Chronicles. That was alright. Big Hero 6! That's a fave of mine. Lego Star Wars, the new Yoda Chronicles. Sure, whatever. Matt, I've noticed that we're now in 2015. Where the fuck was Captain America the Winter Soldier? Bad the greatest ha- Marvel movie. Bad Hair Day? No, hang on, that's not Captain America. Monkey Kingdom. Neither is that. Avengers Age of Ultron. Cool, if we don't get Ant-Man, I'm going to shit my bricks. Inside Out. Yeah, alright. Teen Beach Movie 2. That's quite way after the other one. Best friends whenever. Huh? Lego Star Wars Droid Tales. Okay, so we're getting all the straight to DVD. Oh, Ant-Man! Ant-Man! With Sky Ghosts! The Descendants! Shit, but kids like it. Um, Guidance of the Galaxy the series? Not great. PJ Masks. Uh, yeah, I reckon that's the toys more than anything. The Muppets 2015 series? Not good! The Invisible Sister. Oh my god, she's, she's not. She's panicked. a sister. She's turning invisible. She's not panicked about her sister turning invisible. No, she's 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 smirking about her sister turning invisible. The Lion Guard. Flash animated crap. <laughs> the Good Dinosaur. Pixar's most boring. The Wild Yellowstone. Nat Geo. Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Never heard of it. Also, why does The Force Awakens get a thumbnail that doesn't fit in with the previous sixes style? I don't know. And why is Luke in the thumbnail? I don't know. False advertising. The finest hours. Oh, yeah, that was a thing, wasn't it's it? It's the, the rescue thing. Yeah, where the Sky Ghosts uh, uh, rescue a boat. The Sky Ghosts rescue it. them. Stuck in the middle. With who? With these tiny people, apparently. <clears throat> lab Rats Elite Force. What? I don't know. It's the Elite Lab Rats Force. Why are they dressed like the Fantastic Four? Zootopia. Or Zootopolis great. over here. Great film. Um, Ice Age, the Great Escapade. Mm-hmm. I couldn't help but notice that uh, there's, there's no other Ice Age, Age films. <laughs> And that Great Escapade is a straight-to-DVD short film. World's Greatest Dogs. Nat Geo, good. Adventures in Babysitting 2016. I'm just going to point out, Matt. They remade Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah. I'm just going to point out, Matt. Fuck you. I'm just going to point out. Oh, that's the thing that gets you mad. I'm sorry. I'm just going to point out that we are halfway through 2016, and I have yet to see the biggest hit of 2016 for Disney Studios. Finding Dory. No, that that's there right now. That's there, you see. But Captain America Lego Star Wars: The Freemaker Adventures. No, no, there's a film called Civil War. Oh, 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 Bizardvark. Definitely not. No, not Bizardvark. Oh, the BFG. Okay, that was the Christmas release for twenty. The live action BFG. Where is Doctor Strange? Uh, Eleanor of Avalor. It's there. Great show. Eleanor of Avalor. Great show. Um, really good. And Pete's Dragon. Also, fuck that. Uh, Queen of Catway. Yeah, sure. Uh, M- oh, no, wait, 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 wait. The Queen of Catway is a sky ghost. Sure. Point that out. Uh, Milo Murphy's Law. What Ebbs Trev? The Swap. A. I bet that's aged well. 
<laughs> in three from three years. years ago. Expedition Mars, Spirit and Opportunity. Nat Geo, beautiful. Moana, make way, make way. Moana, it's time you knew. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Yeah, sure. Before the Flood, National Geographic. Yeah. Sea of... Right, okay, we're in 2017. They've missed both Marvel films from 2016. Sea of Hope, America's Underwater Treasures. The fuck is happening, Matt? Mickey and the Roads to Races. That's nice. I I mean, this is just a business decision that Atlantis makes no Rising, another James Cameron documentary. Well, you know, he's got to he's got to put it in as a business thing so he gets money back on his taxes. Newsies, the Broadway musical. Okay, fine. Cool. Origins, the journey of humankind. Tangled, before ever after. That is the film that leads into Tangled the series, which is, and I'm no exaggeration, excellent and needs to be watched. Andy Mack. Yep. Puppy Dog Pals. Hang on, isn't Andy Mack the one, it's a series, they cancelled it, and nearly every Disney announcement has a shitload of people underneath tweeting, bring back Andy Mack, bring back Andy Mack. Probably. Born in China, it's a documentary about pandas. Sad pandas. Disney's fairy tale weddings. Now, I just want to point out, we're in 2017, the year where they released uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Sony, I could imagine that might not be on here, and Thor Ragnarok. Maybe got chance Keep that in mind. Yeah, that's shit. Earth Live. Cool. Is it? Apparently so. Kingdom of the Apes Battle Lines. Isn't it weird? It's a Nat Geo documentary, but isn't it weird how the font used is trying to make it look like a Planet of the Apes Oh, yeah, yeah. Nat Geo do that shit all the time. That's really weird. Descendants 2. Fuck you, Sky Ghost. Raven's Home. Sequel to That's So Raven, sure. Spider-Man 2017 series. Garbage! Diana, in her own words. One for the kids. Breaking 2. Electric Boogaloo. No. Different Breaking 2. Nat Geo. <gasps> Inhumans well, the had, series. Well, it had to go somewhere, didn't it? Um, Vampirina, Disney Junior series. Ew, she's no. Let's be honest, she's no Mona. Well, quite. Jane, a natural geographic film by uh, Brett Morgan. Okay. Uh, Big Hero Six series. Pretty fun. Uh, Titanic, twenty years later with James Cameron. Another tax write-off. Secrets of Christ's Tomb, Explorer Special, and Buffy font. Man among cheaters. There's no man in that poster, just a cheater. Decorating Disney. Holiday magic. Oh, that's kind of cute. Planet of the Birds. Nat Geo, don't get excited, horror fans. Zombies. A high school comedy. Okay, we're in 2018 now, Matt. Where were those three Marvel movies from 2017? Giants of the Deep Blue. Love a big whale. Rocky Mountain Animal Rescue. Oh, the veterinarian Muppet Babies. The reboot of Muppet Babies, which is apparently not that bad. But it is CGI, so what's the point? Then again, the original was animated, so what's the point? Into the Okavango. Is it? Drain the oceans. Cool. Where's Black Panther? Legend of the Three Caballeros. Oh, sequel to the Three Caballeros. All right. Big City Greens. Nice. Where's Black Panther? Big Bug Juice. My Adventures at Camp. I mean, where's where's Infinity War? The that... 2018 Freaky Friday. Actually, hang on. Where was the Last Jedi? Science Fair. Disney, you do realize that people want to watch your stuff, right? Free Solo. National Geographic. Under the Sea, a Descendants short story. Okay, I mean, there's a there's a gaping hole in your market. Marvel Rising, Secret Warriors. It's pretty good, actually. Star Wars Resistance. I've not watched it, but I assume it's good. I hear it's pretty good. Coop uh, and Kame, Ask the World. That looks like a late 90s thing. Lego Star Wars All-Stars. What the hell is that when it's at home? Mars Inside Space X. 
sure. Mission to the sun! Must we? The flood. Huh? Life size two. What? Where was life size one? Tree climbing lions! Okay, I mean, Infinity War was the highest grossing movie of Paris to Pittsburgh. That alone would sell the service to people. Sydney to the max. Oh, okay. We're now in 2019. Live action Kim Possible. Really terrible, by the way. Fast lane. Let's go Kim Possible really quick. Sort of Sky Ghost. They're, yeah. they're, they're there in the they're sky. Not sky they're on a helicopter. But they're blended in with the background and color. Into the Grand Canyon. Nat Geo. Lost Treasures of the Maya. Nat Geo. The Lost Tomb of Alexander the Great. Nat Geo. Captain Marvel. Cool, great. I mean, Black Panther, you know? Do you want to maybe go back and put... Dumbo! Yep, yeah, hot garbage. Hostile Planet. Nice. Amphibia. I've heard good things. Apollo. Missions to the moon. Always up for a giggle. Gordon Ramsay. Uncharted. He's no Nathan Drake. Uh, Kingdom of the White Wolf. Man of the Wolf. Marvel's Hero Project. Is that basically make me a superhero slash the science of superheroes repackaged once again? It's telling on his real kids making a real difference, so I'm not sure what it is. Okay. One Day at Disney. Yeah, I heard that's a documentary about uh, the... Uh, studios, because I remember hearing about it. Be like, was it about the parks? But yeah. encore. Wait, hang on. We're into the originals now. The world according to Jeff Goldblum. Sign me the fuck up, sailor. Noel. Looks fun. What a generic poster. High School Musical, the musical, the series. Yeah. Do you know the premise of this? Yeah, we talked about this last week. Kind of brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Lady <laughs> and the Tramp, the live action remake. Okay. Wait, hang on. Wait a minute, that's just made me realise, where are all of their live-action remakes bar Alice in Wonderland? The Mandalorian. They've got loads. They, 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 they bank on it. And that's it. We did that. And the announcements aren't even over yet. Stay tuned for more soon. Now, unless they're going to do another gargantuan brain-melting thread... Is that a Sims mock-up poster? Yeah, yeah, a lot of... Unless they're going to do a brain-melting thread where they announce all the gaps in their big franchises... There are some glaring omissions there. Glaring omissions indeed. I mean... Glomissions, Really glaring omissions. But we did manage to get the episode to over two and a half hours. Jesus Christ. We had no news this week, basically. No. So that's impressive. And I've not even shown you the Jungle Cruise trailer. They own all the pop culture. And I'm holding it to ransom. Let's do a quick email. Must we? Yeah. Go on then. Uh, this one comes in from Tom Amante. Da, da, da. He's the mom. T with the Monty Tom. Uh, dear Chris and Matt, have I... He re- smells like fun. Dear Chris and Matt, have I of you watched HBO's Barry with Bill Hader? I recently binged a lot in a couple of days and was not disappointed. We talked about this like three weeks ago. Yeah. You have started it. But uh, it's just too sad for me to carry on with. It's too much. I want to start it, and I will soon, I promise. Um, Had I really been watching the new season of If It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? No. No, but you'd probably get around to that. I'll probably get around to it, because Keeks watches it. Um... Yeah, that was a quick one. Oh, thanks, Tom. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry yeah. to disappoint you, my man. Um, oh, we were also asked on Twitter, by the way, about yes. topics. I put it out there seeing what people wanted us to talk about. Uh, so here we go. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Joe Cook, Doctor Who Series 12. Uh, jo- Joe Cook? Yeah, uh, Joe what? Cook, Doctor Who Series oh, 12. Oh, right, that's the person. When will they promote it? God. What we know so far. Uh, uh, well, we don't know anything, and we don't know. Uh, it'll be out. That's the limit of what we know. Inside number nine, Series 5 this year. I have not heard it being confirmed as going out this year, but it has been in the can for a while. I look forward to it. Yes. And also, Sean said, Doctor Who Magazine's 40th anniversary, 
it happened. I have a bad relationship with the magazine. Whatever. And Josh Coy's Doctor Who audio fan series. Haven't heard it, but power to you, dude. You make those audios. Power to the people. So, um, that's it. That's all finally, that's all I've got. All I, I've got. I was with I was with friend of the show Charlie yesterday. Yeah. Um, and he recently turned thirty. Oh my god! Of course. And he's basically dead now. He's basically dead now. Yeah. And in honor of that, he asked. We've put it at the end of a two and a half hour episode where we've talked about shit Disney films. I know, right? <laughs> Charlie, I hope you've listened to this. He asked, what piece of pop culture mm-hmm. from 1989 do we think is the most important? Was this the night you watched Batman? No, I watched Batman a couple of weeks ago. Because I think that might be the answer. I think it I think might Batman, be the answer. I think the Tim Burton film Batman might be the most cultural part of pop culture from 1989 because it was the summer of Batman. It revitalised the comic book industry for a a, a, a little period. Yeah. It piggybacked off of what had worked really well throughout that decade and sort of re-legitimised it in the wider public consciousness as a genre that could have films made out of it. Plus, as much as we, of course, now all look back and absolutely adore the Adam West series, it was a bit of a hindrance to the development of the show in those more limited media... Um, t- times of available... Li- limited available media. So, you know... Batman 999. Plus that Prince soundtrack, man. That go, Prince go, soundtrack. Go, go, go with a smile. Um, so, you know what I think it is for me? Go on. The Game Boy. Oh, was that the debut year? 1989. Shit, because without the Game Boy and its success and its follow-ups, we don't get the Nintendo Switch. We don't get the DS. We don't get handheld video consoles being taken seriously and being a big market. The Game Boy is the one that absolutely fucking made it a thing. The Game Boy. Yeah. And it Ooh. launched with Super Mario Land, which is really great. <clears throat> is it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Is it as good as Fuzzbucket? <laughs> Bucket? So next week we're going to go deep dive on Fuzzbucket. And... Um... And we'll see you then. There's got to be something coming out we can do a review of soon. I hope so. What was that film that everyone's mentioning that's, that's meant to be out in the next week and it just doesn't freaking come out yet? We could go see Adam's Family, but I'd rather just watch the 90s. Um, that's already getting Harry a sequel. Sunfell ones. Fuck off. They've already greenlit a sequel. They're already working on the sequel. Go away. Um, Zombieland 2. Let's, Zombieland 2. Double taps. Let's see if we can get that before next week. I'm not sure when it's out. I think it's out. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening. Get us on Twitter at BigDamnCast, BigDamnContact at gmail.com. Uh, keep an eye on Big Damn Stream on twitch.tv for upcoming streams. And, of course, if you like the show and you want to support us, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash BigDamnCast. For as little as $1 a month. And if you can't afford to support the show, then please spread the word. For as little um, as no dollars a month. Exactly. Um, we apologise for keeping you for so long, but I don't I don't. I don't. We've conducted a, a, a an incredibly uh, well planned out study of sky ghosts. Yeah, I believe we're now technically parapsychologists. So that works. That works in a way. Just call us Venkman, because we too carry suspicious amounts of date rapey drugs in our bag. So what you need to do is when you listen to back to this episode, make sure the volume is right up so you can hear all the EVPs we got from the sky ghosts. Okay, <laughs> thank you and goodbye. Buzz bucket. Um,